episode 185 of the PS Nation podcast. This is Glenn. Along with me is, of course, Joel. How's it going, sir? Hey, very well. How are you? Oh, just just peachy. Peachy. I found out I'm old. And uh, Josh, the man that's older than me. How's it going, buddy? I'm young. <laughs> when you're young at heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just went through my class reunion. Uh. It's all in your head, man. I know. It's I, all in your head. I, I thought this playing video games gig was keeping us young no matter what. Uh, well, I think it's all the fat that makes me look young. It kind of <laughs> fills out the stretch, or, you know, the, the, the pits in my face and, and the wrinkles and everything. So, <laughs> ah, what a way to start off. So, huge, huge show this week. Uh, and I'm not overselling it. We just got done with an interview with uh, the community manager for, for Medal of Honor, and we'll have that a little bit later. And uh, it was an absolute blast, and I'm just psyched as hell for this game. So uh, we had a lot of fun with that one, but a lot of other stuff to talk about this week. A bunch of new releases. Yes, it is official. The drought is over. It ended last week. Uh, an Extra Life update, and uh, I think Josh is going to talk a little bit about Comic-Con going, in, uh, going on in New York this week. Some news items, what we're playing, and three reviews this week. No Mark, though, so you don't have to grab your pillows or anything. Uh, I'll be talking about Guitar Hero 6 Warriors of Rock. Uh, Josh will be talking about Sonic Adventure DX, and Joel will be talking about Kung Fu Rider for PlayStation Move. And uh, some emails, and we'll get the hell out of here. So before we get started, let's go through all the... St- the, the crazy cool stuff, if you want to get a hold of us. Like the Phillies no-hitter? Oh, the Phillies no-hitter that delayed <laughs> us from recording tonight. And you'll hear about that in the as well. Yes! Yeah, we actually it sat on it. Skype while Josh and Matt from EA watched the ninth inning of this Roy Halladay uh, no-hitter. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, a lot of different ways you can get a hold of us. You can go over to our po- or our, our podcast. You can go over to our website at, p- at psnation.org. I can't talk tonight. And uh, you'll see a lot of different ways to contact us right over there. There's a button for the Twitter feeds. There's a button for the email. Uh, if you want to email us, you can send that to podcast at psnation.org. Or over on the right side, you can hit the Contact Us button, and that'll bring up a little form. You can fill that out, and that will email us as well. Also, you can leave us a voicemail in a couple different ways. You can hit the Call Me button on the right side of the screen. And that will uh, allow you to put your phone number in, and it'll call you, and you can leave us a voicemail. Or you can call us on Skype if you have Skype, and you, all you have to do is use WDT-Torgo. Or if you want to use our regular voicemail line, that's 715-502-9773. Standard long-distance rates apply. Uh, also, you can look for us on Facebook. Just type in PS Nation Podcast. You can also find us over on VGEVO.com. And we are many strong for Extra Life, which we'll be talking about in a minute. Uh, we're, we're kicking some major ass already. But check out all the different shows over on the VGEVO Podcast Network. And that's where our forums reside. So when you hit the forums button over on our website, it'll take you over to VGEVO. And registration is free. Just wanted to get that out there. Also, you can find us on Twitter, at PJFJosh, at 5SpotJoel, and at PS3Nation. Which we got a shitload of followers today when they put the blog post up. Yeah, our our by the time you're hearing this, our episode three in PlayStation Home in the community theater will be up. Finally, yay! Yay! And uh, I, I strongly recommend that you watch it all the way through until the end. You might get a little treat. Just saying. Also, head over to zazzle.com/psnation because guess what? Not only did we change all the logos to our new logo, there's a couple new items over there, including a new T-shirt. What? That's right, a new T-shirt, oh, dude. 
Uh, we're working on a black shirt. I'm going to order oh, a sample. Check it out. It looks great. Looks great. Nice job. So we're working on a black shirt and some other dark ones, but we don't know how Zazzle handles them. So I'm ordering a uh, a sample this week, and I'm going to check out the sample before we put them up for sale. So uh, hopefully we'll get you some dark shirts soon, but it's really Zazzle's fault. They, their tools are weird. Uh, also, last but certainly not least, well, there's two things. Don't forget FuriousGamer.com. That is right, FuriousGamer.com. Head over to the website, and you can grab a bunch of different shows streaming down to the web browser, or if you have an iPhone or iPod Touch for $0.99 cents on the App Store, you can grab the app wherever you can get connectivity. You can stream all these shows bookmark different games, do searches for specific games, all kinds of stuff. Very, very cool. And, of course, our bread and butter, our sponsor. That's right, audible.com. They're, they're helping us out here. This is uh, Amazon's uh, audiobook store, which is just amazing. And uh, if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash psnation, when you sign up for the 14-day trial like you would at the normal site, You'll get a free book from our link, and even if you don't keep the account, you get to keep that free book. So check it out. Works with all your audio devices. Works with your with your computers. All kinds of stuff. It's pretty badass. But uh, audible dot or audiblepodcast dot com slash ps nation. All right, I'm losing my voice. Jo- uh, Joel, look at all these new releases. Oh my god. Yeah, lucky we got some help with the website recently because I'm, we're having a hard time keeping up with all these games. No shit. It's the yeah. overload, and it's not it's not slowing down. But hey, we have a big pile for extra life. That's good. Fuck yeah! Well, we've got two re-releases this week. We'll start the list with that. We have Uncharted Two is coming out with their Among Thieves Game of the Year edition for forty nine ninety nine. You get the fabulous Uncharted Two game, and you also get all the downloadable content, including the the co op pack and stuff like that. That is an amazing deal. That's a very good deal. And if those wow. Who hasn't played that yet? Come on. Oh wait. Communists? <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I'm 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 near the end. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm at the last spot. I know it. You've been at that <laughs> last spot for four weeks. I know, I've been busy. Savoring it like a lifesaver. I guess. <laughs> we also have a game of the year edition for Borderlands. Mm. Same deal. This one's uh same price, fifty nine ninety nine. Also includes all of the downloadable content, and there has been quite a bit. Recently, Definitely. we reviewed uh, the latest downloadable content on our website, so check that out. Yeah. Also, the interview a little bit later in the show, Medal of Honor, comes out Sweet. next week. Yeah, and our, I know our VG Evo community is very excited to start playing together, so if you're looking for some folks to join up and play, VGEvo.com. Extra life, yo! Yeah, and keep us, keep us awake. And 24 hours straight. Oh. Oh. <laughs> i got to start training then, this week. And then as soon Dude, as we're done, nothing. the next day there's a bunch of football games that we're going to stay up for. So I know. Oh it's probably going to be like 36 to 48 hours. Uh, at least I have Monday off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another game, Sengoku Basara Samurai Heroes. Indeed. Thirty nine ninety nine. How badly did I say that? Is that okay? Uh, you're Sengoku. close. Sengoku. Basara. Sengoku. Yeah. Sengoku. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. Lucha Libre Triple A Heroes of the Ring, a game you guys you guys got to check out at E3, Whee! finally comes out. Yeah. I thought they could. Del- I just remember the girls. <laughs> Though yeah, we have pictures of the girls. 
Yeah, that's yeah. my memory of Lucha Libre. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all right. I, I played it. I mean, like I said, it, it seemed a little stiff in, in parts, but I mean, the actual moves and gameplay wasn't too bad at all. Well, it was really just the, right. the walking animation that was a little stiff. That's what I think it was just because the girls were around in those outfits that it was a little stiff. <laughs> I know something else that was stiff. Joel on a stick was. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, one game you're definitely sick if you get stiff over. Disney Sing It Party Hits. <laughs> there is the uh, regular edition with the disc, thirty nine ninety nine, and of course... You can buy it with the microphone peripheral for forty nine ninety nine. Hang on, I need to send an email asking for a review copy of that. All right, if Beauty from Beauty and the Beast is in it, then it's all good because <laughs> she was hot. <laughs> but if anyone else calls you Beast, I'll rip his lungs out. So did you go buy I the mean, Blu-ray of Beauty and the Beast this week, then, Josh? Bell from Beauty. No, actually, I I looked at that. Sadly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those Disney like, movies on Blu-ray, Blu-ray they look pretty amazing. Oh yeah, they, they, yeah. their transfer is amazing on that. I, I said yeah. it three times now. Okay, no more amazings. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, Bell's hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, I've always been I've always been kind of leaned more towards Jessica Rabbit myself, but. <laughs> nah. Nah. Joel's into Betty Boop. He likes a black boy. <laughs> if I could stop laughing to finish this. He yeah, likes some laugh. short with little watermelon heads. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Betty Boop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have a certain physical condition, so. <laughs> I kind of need him with watermelon heads, if you know what I mean. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. And I'm going to continue on with this. Superbike World Championship. For those of you looking for some motorcycle racing, comes out next week. And that's all on the PS3. Quite a list. Uh, the PSP has got a couple of pretty good titles. <laughs> uh, there's a game coming out for the camera. And the camera's coming out. Invisibles comes out this next week. Europe has had the camera for a while, but us in the States, we finally get get the PSP camera. So there's also a bundle coming out. It's got the camera, the game, and a PSP for $199. Is it that same spectacular one megapixel camera? I think it's like 1.3. I think this is a newer model than the Japanese one. Oh, jeez. You know, I've been waiting since the PS launched i was waiting for uh, you know what and that wasn't in my damn article i'm not thrilled with that article i'm just gonna say it right now <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> there was too much to say and i just couldn't get it all out but the camera and the gps attachment are the two things that were promised to the yeah. u.s several yeah. times and never came here and i know martin loves his gps he actually uses his psp as a gps yeah at e3 Maybe oh seven or oh eight. Yeah. Sony said, "Oh yes," and the GPS attachment is coming to North America next next fall or whatever. But it just never came. Well, they were showing Invisimals in two thousand nine at E three. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, they were. I remember them having that in in their little sizzle video, and and never came out. Yeah, I laughed at that. I was like, okay, so does that mean the camera's actually coming? <laughs> I guess, said. maybe, sort of. <laughs> well, and, and of course, don't forget, if you have a PSP Go as your only PSP, well, you might as well just ignore all this. Yeah, you can't so, play it. Nope, those <laughs> won't work on the Go. Yeah. 
Yeah. Isn't that lovely? Good times. Damn it. Yeah. And last but not least, DJ Max Portable on the huh. PSP. Yay. Mm. Yeah. All right. I hand, guess. Hand I don't know. It's record scratching type of game. <laughs> All right. Uh, Extra Life. Uh, guys, it's next weekend. Next weekend. We still got lots to do, sort of. Oh, my God. We've got to figure out some games. So I, I kind of put together a list of games that I want to play. And I didn't tell you guys about it because I did it at work at the last minute. So uh, Jerk. <laughs> but those are on the bottom. Of, if you go over to psnation.org, you go to the right side and you see the Extra Life banner. Click on that and that's where we have everything, including the updated uh, raffle prizes list. Uh, but at the bottom I've got Red Dead Redemption. I want to play some online co-op and some single player. Medal of Honor, of course. I mean, the game comes out uh, like four days before we do Extra Life. So Medal of Honor, online and single player, I want to get through. I'd like to actually maybe try to finish Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Uh, that's one that I have kind of haven't gotten back to in the last few days. I'm sure we're going to end up playing some Battlefield Bad Company 2 online. Of course, some Killzone 2 online. Uh, I know a lot of people want to play Mag now that the update's out. I've only gotten to play it a little bit. Uh, Uncharted 2 online co-op. I still haven't played the co-op, so I'd like to do that. Uh, and then, of course, I, I think we're going to have, we're thinking about at least Bill bringing over like a, a setup. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. So we can play some PlayStation Move titles outside or something. But uh, some sports champions, I'd love to play local multiplayer. Uh, the Rapala Pro Bass Fishing, which we all have to play. Because <laughs> I was thinking that, I don't think we said this online last week, but uh, maybe we'll do a competition where whoever gets the biggest fish in a five-minute period gets like 10 minutes lopped off the, their 60 minutes of having to play a crappy game. Maybe we'll do something <laughs> like that. So the three of us have to That's play. right. And I said, I'm going to fish the shit out of that thing. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it, it's really cool. And, and I'll talk a little bit more about that game and, and what we're playing. But it's a neat game. It's not bad. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, also, some Tiger Tiger Woods 11 local, local multiplayer. I think we need to play some of that. Uh, you know, play some Whistling Straits. And, of course, some high-velocity bowling local. Um, we we got to get some matches going on that as well. So... That's my little list, uh, my crappy list. We're gonna we're gonna have our our five crappy games done by Saturday. I'm giving you guys, you guys homework, so we have to have our five crappy games by Saturday. Jerk. So there you go. <laughs> yes, Mrs. I thought I already I mean, gave mine. Yeah, that's fine. Just write them down. Put them on the on the page. Oh, uh, being, oh dude, I have to write. Oh, yeah, a little bit, on. a little bit. So uh, you can just put your article up a day later or something. So for those of you that might have come to the show new, like this is your first time here, uh, we're doing a 24-hour gaming marathon on October 16th uh, from 8 a.m. Central Standard Time on the 16th until 8 a.m., of course, on the 17th. And uh, we do things a little bit different than a lot of the other Extra Life teams. We're actually doing a raffle. And if you go over to the page, psnation.org, go to the Extra Life page on there, and you're going to see kind of a, a scale of, like if you give us if you donate ten bucks you get a t- you get a raffle ticket, uh, if you do three dollars an hour which is seventy two bucks you get eighteen tickets and so on and so forth, uh, and then we'll be drawing those the Sunday after, <clears throat> and we just did this interview with Matt uh, from EA and they have pledged five copies of Medal of Honor for the PS3, so that's gonna, that's already been added to the list. But we got some really kick ass stuff on here. Uh, PlayStation Move Pack with Sports Champions, uh, San, Di- San Diego Studios actually donated that. 
uh, some God of War 3 strategy guides from Brady Games. EA has also given us the ultimate PS3 sports pack that they call it, which is essentially every one of their sports games for this year. So we're, we're talking, although I don't see FIFA on here, I have to find out. Although, yeah, yeah. but NBA 11, uh, well. Oh, yeah, hmm. maybe we'll, yeah. I'll, I'll see if we can get FIFA <laughs> instead of NBA Elite 11. Uh, but we got Tiger yeah. Woods, PGA Tour 11, NCAA Football 11, Madden, Madden 11, NHL 11, and uh, the soon-to-be-released ne- uh, the week after EA Sports MMA. So uh, we've, we've got that cool sports pack. Uh, a set of the wireless SingStar microphones. Uh, an anonymous, nice. Anonymous listener from Australia actually sent those and donated those. So very, very kick-ass. Uh, a bunch of T-shirts, swag, Little Big Planet DLC, which also works with Little Big Planet 2. Uh, some Dead Nation T-shirts from, from Sony Computer Entertainment of Europe. Those uh, are cool. Definitely. A uh, couple copies of Buzz Quiz World. I'm just looking down this list. The Japanese version of Final Fantasy Thirteen. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, uh, one of our listeners, Craig Lease, Lease, I believe his last name is, uh, gave us six copies of Flower with the full soundtrack for the game. Badass. That is awesome. Yeah. That's great. Some infamous two t-shirts from PAX. Some Killzone 3 packs from PAX. Okay, that didn't sound right. Uh, they were giving away these, these little like swag packs at uh, at, at Pax Prime. Uh, it was a Killzone Three T-shirt, uh, a lanyard, and also a little bag that you can kind of strap on uh, to your back. You know, like a little uh, <laughs> strap on <laughs> duty. Uh, also, Sigma Omega gave us the Ultimate Kingdom Hearts package. With all of the Kingdom Hearts games, so that'll go as one package, and we also have another copy of Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep for the PSP, uh, courtesy of uh, Tony Weibo. I believe that's how he says it. I mean, just all kinds of stuff. So uh, I think we're almost at a hundred prizes. We had fifty nine last year, so we're almost at a hundred prizes, and I know for a fact there's a few more things coming. So uh, yeah, you're gonna want to donate and uh, get a chance to win some of this cool stuff. That a couple things you can pretty much only get here too. So. Check that out, October 16th. Get out there and donate. You can donate now. You're in for the raffle tickets right away. We're already tracking what people are donating. And uh, just get out there and donate. It's for a great cause. It's for Children's Miracle Network. There's over 180 hospitals in the United States that we're playing for. Also, there's some in Europe and and some other regions as well. So it's not just the U.S. and Canada. Uh, So definitely get out there and check it out. And also check us out on our Ustream page. That will be embedded here on the same page on psnation.org, and I'm sure it'll be embedded over VGEvo. All the different VGEvo teams are actually going to be going that weekend. So we've got, like, Expletive Deleted starting on Friday and doing it from 8 a.m. until uh, on Friday morning until 8 a.m. So pretty much when they're done, we're going to be starting. Uh, But we're going to be streaming everything live. I will have my Mac there, and we'll be able to do direct feed gameplay footage you're going to be able to hear everybody's voice chat, the whole nine. And we'll have, I think we're talking about putting a projector up so we can all see the chat as well. Rachel? I think we're Yeah, I'm, I'm making a list of all these things we're supposed to do here. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Check. That's the same projector that would potentially be going outdoors. So That's we'll, fine. That's fine. You know, we, yeah, I, I think we're going to shoot for the uh, the indoor thing because, unfortunately, Wisconsin's starting to get a little cold. Uh, so the outdoor puss. thing is... You puss. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's it's expensive equipment. Uh, that's true. Well, yeah, but it's cold, not mine, uh, cold so. is fine for that stuff. Great. <laughs> cold is better. <laughs> As I hear crickets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if if you go over there, though, you're going to see a big red Donate Now button. Just hit that. That'll take you through it. Uh, they can do PayPal. They can do credit cards. They can also take checks. 
So it'll actually give you instructions on if you want to send a check in. Uh, but everything, is, any type of donation is is much appreciated. And also, like I said, please come over and keep us company. We have 24 hours of gaming that's going to be straight through. We're going to need help staying up. So uh, please get over there and help us out. And uh, we're, we're, we're joined up with Gamers Only Older. We're calling ourselves VG Evo North. Uh, but they're going to be playing the weekend after. So uh, you might see me show up over there too. I'm not sure yet. We're thinking about it. All right. You guys got anything else for Extra Life? Have you thought of anything, like any games you're going to play? Yeah. Got a yeah. list going. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm working on it. Yeah? All right. Keep it on Wii all. Sports. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Why would you do that when you're a sports champion? <clears throat> oh, man. All right. So that's it for Extra Life. But uh, thanks very much to, to, to EA for, for donating those five copies of Medal of Honor. That's pretty badass. Although I couldn't help but ask. So, since we got you on the line. <laughs> All right. Well, Josh, Comic-Con, isn't it like going on right now? Better not be, or I'm leaving. <laughs> well, tell us what you're going to be doing there. What's going on? Uh, well, I only, not much, actually. I only have a couple of booth appointments. <laughs> and the funny thing is, my first appointment is with Sega, and they said they're going to be showing Thor, God of Thunder, as well as an unannounced project for next-gen platforms. It's a new Sonic project. I was like, <laughs> no, I was like, all right, that's really sweet. That's going to be awesome. And then um, just yesterday or today, yeah. uh, I think I found out what it is because it was blasted all over the internet that they're doing a Captain America World War II game. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometime next year. I was like, oh. Is that what it is? Well, it's because the movie is set in World War II. Well, yes. Yeah. But still. I mean, that's the origin story of Sega and their movie titles. Are they they just going to become the the one movie title company now? Uh, I don't know. But yeah, so uh, I've got the Sega booth tour. I've got Tron I'm going to be going to see. And the Square Enix booth. Uh, where they have, uh, what do they have going on? They have Deus Ex, I think. Yeah. And a couple other things. I, I can't remember what else is. There? Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, and Dungeon Siege 3. Oh. Um, yeah. There's a Sony party move uh, game sort of thing going on tomorrow night, Thursday night, that mm. I am going to uh and yeah i'm not too sure i'm i'm gonna check out like the the robot chicken signing <laughs> if i can nice. <laughs> and the panel uh they're doing a panel uh and i really want to try to get in to the uh kurt schilling and todd mcfarlane are doing a signing uh for 38 oh, studios yeah, for their new game yeah yeah, and of course I'll be wearing my Phillies hat, and I'll go see Kurt Schilling. <sighs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, oh. but the other thing, actually, the other thing that I was considering—I'm not too sure about this—but uh, because I know it's got nothing to do with gaming, uh, a lot of this stuff doesn't. But uh, the Stanley and Yoshiki, who is being billed as Japan's Bono, uh, they'll be doing a special announcement. they do like he's like some huge rock star in japan and i listen to some of their music and he plays drums and piano 
and he doesn't even really sing. He's got like a singer, but he is the band basically. He's that big a personality. Um, but his singer sounds like I don't know. He sounds like a bad '80s hair metal band type singer. <laughs> so, oh, okay. like, the music is good. The music is is really the music sounds great, but the singer, I just. Uh, the voice kind of grates on me, so it's kind of like extreme. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't listen to them. Well, no, um, I mean, you know, the band itself was good, but then they had Gary Sharon, and not only did he take extreme <laughs> down, he took Van Halen down. Just saying. Well, yeah, everybody will. True. I think um, they took themselves down. In all fairness, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, kind of worked. Although for he, much, he does suck, though. I do agree. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna, I you know, I'm gonna wander around. I've got a couple booth appointments, but I'm gonna be wandering around Friday and Saturday. I don't think I'm gonna go Sunday. Uh, there's only one or two things that I was actually semi interested in that are happening on Sunday, um, but they're not really gaming related, so I'll probably skip that. Yeah. Uh, so if anybody's around, you know, uh, send tweet me a tweet yeah. or something, yeah, and we'll hook up because I'll be there. And I'll be wandering around trying not to touch anything or anyone because, you know, <laughs> it's Comic Con. Take a thing it's... of Purell. And, um, <laughs> if you want to tweet him, he's at PJF, as in Frank, Josh. Yep. All so, right. yeah. Well, do us proud, Josh. Do us proud. I will try to. So nothing but uh, dick and fart uh, jokes. And keep your hands to yourself. Well, duh. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out the the list of parties that were sent. Oh, here we go. <laughs> that was in. crazy. All right. Well, while you're doing that, let's uh, break into the interview that we just did uh, with Mr. Matt Pruitt. He's the community manager for Medal of Honor over at EA, and uh, just a blast to talk to. I think you guys are going to be really happy with it. If you asked a question that we did not ask, there's a specific reason why we couldn't ask those questions. So... Instead of asking them and having And it's him because say, he hates you. Yes, exactly. And he hates your questions. <laughs> he, he, he just said, are you kidding me with that name? You want me to answer the question with that name? No, not doing it. No, there, there are specific things that he was not allowed to talk, to talk about. So instead of having him say, no, I can't talk about that eight times, uh, we just cut the questions out. So uh, we are definitely going to have him back on. I've already talked to him in an email. I, I'm like, you have to come back on when you can. So when they're ready to make more announcements, we will have him back on to talk about some of this stuff. But uh, I think we got some great information out of him, and uh, he was he was a lot of fun to talk to. Uh, definitely a tangent master like ourselves. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so without further ado, here's Mr. Matt Pruitt for Medal of Honor. We are joined by Mr. Matt Pruitt, community manager over at EA, and we're here to talk about Medal of Honor. Uh, which I call a reboot. I don't know if you guys call it a reboot as well, but it seems like kind of a reboot of the entire series, especially since yeah. this seems to be the one like going into the not modern times finally. Definitely a reboot. We refer to it as a reboot, so you're right on. All right, see? I know things. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, we've been seeing the game on and off for, for quite a while now, and, and you know, we, we saw a nice demo at E3. I actually got my hands on it, uh, the PC version, at uh, PAX and had a blast with that. Uh, played the hell out of the PS3 beta, and uh, it's finally coming out. Like, next week, finally, finally coming out. 
So we wanted to get you on and talk a little bit about this. And as usual, we, we go out to our community and ask for questions and get quite a, quite a, a different take on a lot of these questions this time. Uh, so I think we'll just kick right into that, and I'm sure I'm going to have some questions as well. But uh, Awesome. Let's go right into our, our buddy Mike O'Hara. Uh, the first thing he asks is, uh, can you go into any detail about any type of clan support being shipped with Medal of Honor? Uh, and I'm Torgo. As Torgo can probably attest, there's a large group of console-centric and more specifically PS3-centric players at VGEVO who are going to pick up this game. So any type of uh, info like in terms of how many people you can have in the clan, if there's clan support at all, how deep it goes, anything like that? Right. So, I mean, we don't have traditional clan support as per se. You go into the menu, click, you know, clan, and you can form a sort of a clan in-game. Uh, unfortunately, we just don't have that in this iteration. But what we do have is um, basically 12-on-12 12 12 multiplayer. Um, we do allow for clan tags as well. So, in that sense, we do have clan support, but nothing, um, unfortunately, nothing built into the, to the interface. Okay. So you can't search for other clan members, anything like that? No, um, what we will have like stats and stuff like that, so you'll be able to go to the website and search for other clans oh, cool. with tags. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and on top of that, is there anything in terms of getting clan battle set up? Since you're saying something about stats on on the website, is there a way to through the tools set up any type of clan battles, or do you just kind of have to find a guy and set up a match and do it? Right, you kind of have to go ad hoc and just sort of set it up. On the PC, it's a little bit easier to do because we have, um, you know, basically interf- uh, like you can go into the um, control panel and set that up. Okay. Um, you know, set up warm up time stuff like that. But with consoles, unfortunately, not this time around. Okay. All right. Sorry to be the Debbie Downer. We started this off, and we're already being, you know, telling you what we don't have. I just I'll turn in my resignation right now. <laughs> Uh, all right, Josh, on to the next one, huh? Uh, this one's from Crazy Fists. Uh, he says, <laughs> Crazy Fists? Yes. <laughs> awesome. That's an awesome name. And he says, Whilst I love the ability to squad up in <laughs> Battlefield Bad Company 2, I find that maxing the squad limit to four is quite restrictive. Will Medal of Honor have similar, similar squad-based functionality? If so, what would the upper limit be? He also used the word whilst, which you don't really see. That's awesome. Yeah. Crazy fist whilst. <laughs> Probably from Canada or something. <laughs> um, you, so we don't have squad. We don't have squads in Medal of Honor, um, so you won't run into that problem. Um, it's not like Battlefield; you can squad up, but you, so you're, you can kind of look at it as your entire team as your squad, and you'll be able to work with them. But uh, so no, you won't be restricted. I guess is the, an- the quick answer. Does it still have that voice chat stuff like in the beta where you can actually just have it on for friends and? You can set yes. those different. Set- oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah, I like to hear. So that. we did. A, we worked a lot with the um, you know Frostbite engine to try to make some uh, changes and additions and stuff like that. Okay, Joel. Okay, Laws zero nine one six. He gives you like a wide open palette here. What sets Medal of Honor apart from other first person shooter games hitting during the holidays? Ooh. Well, it's awesome, and uh, that's it. <laughs> right, I'm going to buy it. I'll see you later. <laughs> no, uh, we think 
you know, when we were working on Medal of Honor, one of our, our core tenants was, you know, this is a, the soldier story, and we think that our single player delivers an, an excellent um, and emotional single player story. And also with our multiplayer, I mean, Dice is a world class multiplayer developer, and we think our multiplayer really sets us apart. Um, so with those two, uh, you know, Danger Close working on single player, Dice working on multiplayer, it's almost like two great games in one. Greg Goodrich, our executive producer, always says it's sort of like a Reese's Pieces cup. You have chocolate and peanut butter, two great things put together. So um, that's how we kind of talk about it. <laughs> Though you can't eat our game, but oh, uh, it's uh, similar. <laughs> but yeah, we, we're pretty excited about both aspects of our game. What type was, of challenges did you run into having two different houses developing each section? You know, I'm asked this question a lot, and actually, we didn't run into that much. Uh, and actually, <laughs> the bigger difficulty is Dice is in Sweden, and we're in Los Angeles. So um, <laughs> many of 12-hour plane flights I took uh, back and forth. Oof. But um, yep. but no, really, uh, both teams worked pretty flawlessly together. They shared a lot of assets. Um, they weren't in silos, so you didn't have single-player working by themselves and multiplayer doing their own thing. Uh, we did allow creative freedom, of course, but uh, both teams were always talking to each other. Yeah, when I heard the dice was doing the multiplayer, I I think I squeaked like a little girl. Yeah, you did. Awesome. I'm a huge I was Battlefield there. fan. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've been playing some Battlefield since '42, and and I'm in a Battlefield clan. I have been for years, and I'm a huge, huge fan of theirs. So I'm, I'm very, very excited for that. Um, nice. Let's see, is it my turn? Yeah, it is. All right, uh, this is from Bubba Barbecue Barba BBQ. He's uh, got two questions. Uh, and of course, from Bubba, we got to get this weird one. Does the game have donkey bombs? Can I strap an IED to a donkey and run it into a tank to explode it? That would be so damn sweet. <laughs> Those awesome as that sounds, no, we don't. Oh, Bubba. No exploding donkeys. I don't think Peta would uh, like, like that very much. <laughs> we, <laughs> we actually devised something like that in Killzone 2 where uh, we would strap or we would throw C4 on a guy and he would go running in and. Shoot a bunch of people, and then as soon as he was about ready to die, he'd yell out, and we'd blow it up. Cool. <laughs> no, uh, that's, that's commonly not a tactic used by the U.S. military. So, well, true. Yeah, we, yeah. we left that. Yeah, <laughs> that realism kind of takes a backseat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then he also asks: During the beta, my son went on a forty-three and one tear during one game. Uh, he got some kind of huge bomb that he dropped. It was it wiped out almost the entire other team. We missed the name of what the bomb was, uh, so he's wondering what it is. What is it called? Was it a, cl- a cruise missile? Yeah, definitely is the cruise missile. The cruise missile is badass. So basically, you have um, offensive support actions and defensive support actions, and as you get uh, points, you create a score chain. So your first um, score chain, I think, is at fifty points. So you get kills for very, or, uh, sorry, points for various things. Um, so, for example, if you kill somebody, you get points. Uh, if you shoot somebody in the head, you get points. If you get a kill assist, you get points, yada, yada. And uh, you, you chain those together. Um, as long as you don't die, those points are chained together, and you'll hit the first plateau. So I think it's 50 points, and it's a mortar strike. Right. And um, and then you, you – so then the next plateau is, say, whatever. I don't know what it is, but I think it's 100. And then you'll go – I think that one's a rocket strike. So you'll keep going, and the cruise missile is the final one. So you have to stay along, alive a long time. So basically 42 and 1, that's why he got the cruise missile. He stayed alive a long time, and the cruise missile is freaking awesome. It is like you hear it coming, you're just like, oh, my God. And then you just see a huge explosion, <laughs> orange fire everywhere, bodies are flying, you're crying, and, yeah, this game You might even awesome. pee a little. You might pee or poop, actually. I've seen some people poop. <laughs> this is realistic. 
<laughs> All right, uh, Josh. Yes, the next one is from The Five Cobras. And he writes, uh, Battlefield Bad Company 2 delivered on what it promised, but it was limited to very few modes. Will there be any new or old game modes? I'll stop there. So we're launching with four game modes. And I say launching, and I'll let you read into what that means, but we're <laughs> launching with four game modes. Um, and basically it's combat mission, which, is, um, which was in our, our first beta. So you have um, the opposing force and coalition going at each other. Um, coalition is the offensive uh, force. Uh, opposing force is the defensive force. So they're guarding the points from, from the coalition. And you have to use a Bradley fighting vehicle to take a lot of those, or you can use it you don't have to but it's pretty advantageous to you to use it to sort of take those points and uh, you keep pushing the opposing force back until the very end and now if the opposing force holds those points the whole time um you know they'll obviously win and then our other three modes are your basic team team deathmatch team assault pretty self-explanatory um objective raid is the other one um, which we just talked about and then the um the fourth one is um, sector control, which is in this this open PC beta that uh, is going on right now. Actually, yep. Yeah, I've been, I, I tried to play it last night because I have my Macintosh boot camp, so I, I have Windows on there. And oh, there you go. I learned very quickly not to try to play Medal of Honor uh, with with the Mac keyboard. No, I don't think that uh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> I gotta put it in the keyboard to plug in. Awful. Thanks a lot, Steve Jobs. And the second part of his question, or the second question he has here, is uh, also the score chain is a good idea, but I'm sure people will do the same thing they did in Modern Warfare and boost their score chains. Will there be anything to combat these boosters? A simple answer, yes, we will, because we can watch the back end and watch for... So basically we have alerts that pop up and say, you know, this guy is has a crazy... You know, kill the death ratio. He has more deaths than he does kills. Like, what's going on? But he has all these points or whatever. So we can call that out and we can investigate it. So definitely, we we there is a way to keep to um, keep track of that. Nice. <laughs> sure. Yes. I just rambled on for a good minute, but <laughs> don't worry, we do it all the time. <laughs> That's old hat on this show. Uh, all right. Well, Stri- oh. Strider two K ninety nine. He's eighty eight years ahead of everybody else. <laughs> He asks, <laughs> are there any plans to release the Medal of Honor Frontline HD remaster that is currently exclusive to PS3 as a standalone product on other platforms like PSN, Xbox Live, or Arcade, or Steam? Yes, in the year 2099. No. Nice. You'll be ready. For now, no, it's just uh, just PlayStation 3. But uh, we don't rule out anything. But, of course, uh, right now it's only PS3. That's, that's actually, yeah, that's actually one of the things I was really excited about when we were sitting there at E3 and that came up on the screen. I flipped out because that's one of my favorite Medal of Honor games. Um, my brother and I used to play that all the time, and he he's not a big gamer. <laughs> Frontline's awesome, man. Like the I've played the HD version, and it's crazy. Like it's crazy to be playing this because I remember playing it, you know, years ago, and now you're playing an updated HD version. I mean, it looks great. I, obviously, it's still an older game, and we, you know, there's you can tell it's not current gen engine, but uh, it looks fantastic. It's it's awesome, and also, which is what is really cool is you can actually aim down the sights now, which you Ooh. couldn't do in the pre. 
That's yeah, so cool. they they were able to add that into the game, so it adds that whole new sort of uh, you know angle to the game, which is pretty cool. That's really awesome. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that companies are doing more of that now. They're they're getting the older games and they're remaking them, and that you guys can just throw right on the one disc. That's right. That's amazing. That's <laughs> so cool. Granted, uh, it's easier to do because we have a Blu-ray disc. Yeah, <laughs> which helps a lot. But but yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I think a lot of people will enjoy it. So let's get into to some specifics if we can. Uh, since the game's so close to release, hopefully we can get some of this stuff out of you. Uh, one of the things that I I kind of notice here and there when I see a lot of the videos that are put out about Medal of Honor and and you know when we when we saw it at E three was the whole concept of you know you're in the thick of the fight. That's why you have the beard so you can fit in a little bit easier. Um, but they've also kind of hinted at making uh, modifications to your weapons so that, you know, it, it, it's to your liking. I guess, could you go into any of that in the single player, especially, like, do you have all these options throughout the single player, or are you just kind of modifying the weapon as you go, like it's the same modification when you get to a, a certain checkpoint, that kind of thing? Right, so in single player, we you'll get predefined weapons that... Um so you won't be able to modify, I guess. You won't be able to attach things to your weapon in single player. You'll just have weapons already um, that are default when you start that level. So, you know, if it's a sniping mission, you'll start with a sniper rifle, and uh, maybe your backup weapon is a shotgun or something like that. Okay. But with multiplayer, it's all about weapon customization. So it, from what I'm sure you know, if you play the beta, you have three slots um, essentially on each weapon. Yeah. And each slot you can change something out. So you can change ammo out. You can change uh, your muzzle. You can change the grip. Um, there's literally, I think um, there's hundreds of combinations for one weapon. Um, so, I mean, there's a ton of things you can do. Or not one weapon, but all the weapons combined. You have hundreds of combinations. So you, it's not often you're going to see somebody running around the battlefield with the same weapon um, it, once you level up. Okay. Um, so, you know, you can essentially do all kinds of crazy stuff. But we keep it realistic, too. I mean, there's trade-offs. So you can't have, like, you know, lasers on your <laughs> weapon, shooting sharks. Um, you know, we keep it... We keep it uh, <laughs> <laughs> Although it would be awesome if I could shoot a shark out of my weapon. I think, think it would be no, cool if your uh, weapon was a shark with a laser on its head. Yes. And actually, what if it shot out fish? Or bees. Go, go think month. about that. Uh, We've derailed this podcast. All credibility of your podcast is now gone. We've whoa, talked about poop whoa, whoa. We had credibility? <laughs> when did that start? Pee and now shark weapons. So I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I've destroyed it. But no, I mean, there's a, just it's awesome. There's a ton of things you can do with your weapon. Uh, a lot of attachments. Uh, any any word on what the level cap's going to be? I uh, can't tell you that. Oh! We, don't, we, don't talk about that. we want you to find out. We want you to keep playing. All right. Yeah, because it's not going to be on GameFAQs two minutes after the game comes out. But <laughs> never. <laughs> uh, how many? I guess how many maps are we going to be getting multiplayer? And also, are the maps going to be separate for each mode, or are they going to be kind of mixed together? That kind of thing. I believe there's eight maps, and I believe you can play them interchangeably. Okay. Um, so you can use the modes on them. I, at least, yeah, I think for PC you can. I think you can for all of them, though. Okay. Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure. Right. I know, but Hold there's on. eight maps. Josh, you want to tweet that? Yeah, tweet I'm right working now. on that right now. Uh, eight maps. Uh, <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> and send. All right, done. All right. Oh, yeah, this came through. Good. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't even think. 
Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, you know, with with the single player, obviously the team is Danger Close, which is uh, in California, correct? Yes, uh, the Electronic Arts Los Angeles studio. Okay. Uh, I mean, how long have they been working on this game, roughly? It's, it's, it looks just fantastic. We've been working on it for three years. So right after Airborne in 2007, we started on this game. And basically at that point in time, we knew we were going to take a break. Uh, we had been releasing a Medal of Honor every year. The quality has gone down. Um, and we were just like, you know, this this franchise deserves more than what it's getting. And uh, we decided to just basically go back to the drawing board and and uh, come up with something that would reinvigorate the franchise and and give it that, uh, you know, authentic feel that it, it should have. Now, I don't think it does, but does the single player use the Frostbite engine also? No, so single player uses the Unreal engine. Okay, yeah, because it didn't look like Frostbite. So. Right. Two engines, one disc. Wow, no, three engines, because then you get, the, you get Frontline as well. Oh, yeah, I guess you wow. could say that. That is just a smorgasbord of engines. Just blew your mind. (laughs) 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 Almost like that no-hitter we just saw. All right. Yeah. Joel, you got any other questions for him? No. I think we've answered most of mine. All right. Josh? You're still watching highlights, aren't you? No. I was just going to ask, you know, what he thought about that (laughs) no-hitter. So I think it would have been better, of course, if the Tigers had thrown it. Ooh, um, he's a tiger, Tigers fan. That's the thing. And actually, yeah. it would have been good if the Tigers were actually were actually in the playoffs to begin with. And but yeah, we can only wish. But no, that was pretty incredible. I think uh, a no hitter uh, in the postseason has only been done a handful of times, it, if it not take, less. It takes something pretty impressive like a no hitter to delay us from recording. That was pretty impressive. That's true. And Josh is a big whiner. <laughs> but I'm excited about the no-hitter, and I'm excited about Medal of Honor. This is great. I'm just I'm, I'm gushing with excitement here. Oh, boy. It's like a double-header over there. <laughs> yeah. we lose him to ESPN again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to, to talk to us. I, I, you know, it's, it's crunch time right now. The game's coming out on the 12th, and a lot of people are very excited. Literally, this is probably going to be over half of my time during Extra Life next week of, of gameplay. We have 24 hours to play, and, uh, I mean, the excitement on the forums is just crazy right now for Extra Life to, to play the heck out of this game. So uh, the timing couldn't be better, in my opinion, and uh, I, I cannot wait to see this reboot of this series that, I, that I've loved for so many years. Uh, so everybody get your asses out there and buy this game so you can play and, and kill Torgo online, and maybe even Josh and Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, we're excited for it. I mean, this is three years in the making, and uh, it's almost here. So October 12th um, is when it comes out. And, of course, um, GameStop and Best Buy are holding midnight releases as well. So grow your beard, go out in line, take pictures, send them to us. We'd, like, we'd love to see it. I got my beard. <laughs> Five minutes after Josh shaves, he's got his beard. <laughs> well, you're from Wisconsin, right? You need, a, you need that beard for the... Uh, well, I'm growing the, my hair uh, longer on. now. I'm growing my hair longer. Yeah. It'll happen. There you go. Uh, I'm the one in Jersey. Oh, okay. Well, then my I just totally failed then. You don't need a beard. That's okay. No, well, I need um, – I'm going with the uh, – well, it's the wrong sport, but I'm going with the playoff beard, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> or it could be – could, you could just tell people it's your pre-hockey beard. You're just That's getting psyched. Hey, flyers <laughs> start tomorrow night. I'm all good. Oh, God. Now we got to – 
was going to say, in Wisconsin, we just drop the D and stick with the beer. Oh. <laughs> uh, Joel, now we're going to have to like delay recording all the time for freaking Flyers games. Lovely. <laughs> That's true. All right, Matt. Thanks so much for joining us. You are welcome back anytime, sir. If you, you know, maybe something coming up, you know, be released for the game. If you want to talk about that, uh, you're more. Well, you are a huge Battlefield game. fan, and uh, I do work on Battlefield, so <laughs> <Down the. laughs> my ears are bleeding. So I can't come back now because I can't hear you guys. Oh no, no, no! You'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> Temporary hearing loss, but yeah, no. Um, I'd love to come back on. I had a great time. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate awesome. that. Thanks much. All right. Well, our thanks to Matt for stopping by and talking to us. Uh, I think we got him into some weird areas, but he, he dug himself up quite nicely. So I'm, I'm pretty impressed. Uh, before we get to the news, I, I forgot that I have to mention one thing. Uh, we were talking about Square Enix before. Uh, I'm supposed to remind everybody to go out and buy Front Mission Evolved, and there's a very specific reason for that, uh, so that you can get the all-important Percival Trophy. That's right. There's a Percival trophy in Front Mission Evolved. So how do you get that one? Just like talking a lot, or is there some sort of special oh, laying around and <laughs> farting? Or that might be it. Eating pizzas, you know, one at a time. Oh shit! Then I'm getting that one easy. Maybe uh, drink a bottle of scotch in one sitting. <laughs> you know, maybe down a bottle of uh, Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey. See, it happens. So yeah, there's a Percival trophy in the game. No. Uh, I heard there's an achievement thing, too, or whatever it's called, but let's not worry about that. <laughs> All right. Well, on to the news. My goodness. Uh, I noticed one thing very specific about this news. It's all from our website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. What's up with that? <laughs> oh, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, all the important news is actually posted on our website now, which is really nice. Yeah. He's busting Thanks ass. to those... Yeah, those fabulous community writers, and Justin specifically is putting up a lot of news for us. Hell yeah, he uh, he is busting ass, and we've got we got some more stuff going on. So it's it's pretty cool. We're uh, we're we're doling out the reviews as well. We're we're getting the review copies. We're doling those out, and uh, we've got like I think Bill's gonna be working on one, and Justin, if the freaking game shows up, is gonna be working on one. And yeah, so this is working out really well. I'm happy. Mr. Torgo was happy. That's right. That's a time when a lot of games are coming, so the help is very... And when Mr. Torgo is happy, our lives are good. (laughs) Here's more kibble. All right. Uh, So who wants to take the first one? I think Josh should. Yeah. I love this. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil. A remake is coming to the PSN in 2011. Cool. Which, to me, hints that Beyond Good and Evil 2 is coming in 2011, (laughs) but, you know, that's just me and my speculation. Uh, But, yeah, it could be. Um, So, the original is getting 1080p visuals, new character models, revised textures, remastered soundtrack, and trophy support, yo! It's a way to, like, drag that out. I tried it. No, I I clicked it and it didn't do anything. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, that is, that's really awesome. We were actually talking about this in the interview with, uh, with EA, that I love the fact that all these developers are going back and they're taking these older games, they're, they're redoing them in HD, they're re-releasing them, and... And this is awesome. Beyond Good and Evil is a great game, and it really didn't get a whole lot of play 
back in the PS2 and original Xbox days, and it was on the GameCube as well. Yeah. It, uh, but it wasn't a huge seller. It was one of those critically acclaimed games, and, and one of those games that a small percentage but very vocal percentage of gamers really loved. Yeah. But it never really yep. had that critical or that, that commercial success. Well, you know what's cool is those are the types of games that seem to be getting the attention now for these remakes, like yeah. that and Ico and Shadow of the Colossus and things like that, where you know, you've know you got those people saying, these are the games that need to come out, because these are the games that were awesome and would just look great redone in, in 1080, you know? The, the screenshots look great for this. I mean, I have the PS2 one, but I, I stopped playing it because, quite frankly, the... Uh the frame rate really suffered, and it got kind of hard to play sometimes. My problem with the PS2 version, and this and one other game, I don't remember what the other game is, but, oh, Futurama. <laughs> Those were the two games where you could change the up-down in your camera, but you could not change left-right in the camera. And the left-right is backwards from every other game, yeah. and it confuses the hell out of me, and I could never get a handle on it. And I had so much trouble playing this and Futurama because of that. Well, And I it mean, just frustrated the hell out of me. You know what they said about teaching old dogs new tricks? Woof. <laughs> <laughs> and that is... I want- <laughs> oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Thing? Didn't quite work out for you, did it? Fuck you, Apple! <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you know, this trend, too, it's almost like Hollywood has been doing this for years. I mean, it's been pissing me off in the movie industry the way they can't come up with new ideas. They just keep going back and redoing the old thing. So it's finally starting to hit games where we're seeing that same trend. It's not nearly as bad, thank goodness, but it's kind of interesting how you know, the, the medias are sort of following each other to a certain extent. Yeah, but you know... So, well, this is almost like the... All right, you had your DVD release, and now we're going to re-release it on Blu-ray with some some special stuff, yeah. you know? That, that, that's kind <laughs> of that's how cool. I see I'm more. fine with that, Yeah, you know? Because they're not remaking this game with all new voice actors and a new story, uh, you know, like The Longest Yard. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, essentially, it's the same game. They, they're just making it look nicer, but not in a Star Wars way. They're actually making it look nicer and, you know, like it fits. In a Star Wars way. <laughs> we always joked that you mean, uh, Boba Fett should be in the background in every scene and he's just staying there waving. <laughs> I don't know. That's okay. Boba Fett will be in the background in every scene in 3D. <laughs> Hell yeah. Starting in two years. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Enough of this one. On to hey. the next. I think we should make Joel do this one. All right, PSP 2. Now, it's not officially announced, but uh, pretty damn close because there's some industries. Multiple industry sources are claiming that they have PSP 2 development kits, and one specifically is speaking openly about it, and that's the NetherRealm producer, Sean Hemrick. And he is uh, says he's got a PSP 2 in the house. He's looking at the engine, and they're kind of looking to see what it can do. So apparently he also said it's running at 60 frames a second, so he talked a little bit about it being... I guess what we can consider potentially more powerful than the current iteration. Big surprise. Oh, I'm sure it will be, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the current iteration is essentially a PS2. It's essentially a PS2 with a, a, a not as good sound chip. I mean, you know, it doesn't do surround sound, but 
uh, yeah, I, I, you've seen some portable processors out even on uh, like iPhone and Evo and everything else that you know are at one gigahertz and they're pushing a lot of uh, pixels and, and pushing a lot of polygons. So obviously they're going to be able to do something pretty special. There was a rumor going around that this was actually a um, gosh, it was a cell processor, but it was only running three cores. That was the one big rumor I kept hearing. <laughs> yeah, but at this point it's all rumor. I wonder how far this is then, if they're just getting development kits now. I mean, number one, it's a good sign that they're involving the development community at an early stage. So hopefully get some, yeah. some good software by the time that this launches, but we're probably E3 still a couple years That's out. That's the announce. I think it'll be yeah. announced at E3, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the DSi, or the 3DS will be, come out, or be out by them probably, and it'll be time for Sony to show a new iteration of a handheld. So I could see it being shown at E3 and being out by the end of 2011. Yeah. 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 We get our I, second I analog wait. stick. Any predictions? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. I'll have to, I'll have to get some people drunk. <laughs> GDC, here I come. <laughs> All right. Well, this last one, or not the last one, but uh, the next one, I guess. Call of Duty Black Ops, obviously coming out in November. Uh, there's a new tra- trailer out that details customization and currency system in the game. So. It's got a currency system, and you can buy new upgrades. You know, it's it's not just where you get XP to buy new upgrades or different levels that you get it. Uh, you can actually use currency, so it's a little bit different. Uh, but they show the customization, and it it almost got to the point where it's like Mod Nation Racers for your for your guy. I mean, you can take all these different pre-built logos and put them together to create all these new things. <gasps> it's got, I could put a Flyers logo on his chest. You probably nice. could, or make it a mask like. <laughs> Have the Flyers logo as the paint and the on mustache the and a mustache. <laughs> of course, a mustache. God, awesome. You even had to ask. No, but uh, pretty interesting stuff. What, what they're allowing you to do, and, and you, know, you can customize your weapon. Uh, you can put your little logo on the weapon. You can make it all different. Uh, pretty cool stuff. So uh, the trailer is actually over at our website on psnation.org. You can search for it real easily. It's probably still on the front page, actually. And uh, really neat stuff. So more and more, I'm, 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 I am getting excited for Black Ops, surprisingly enough, after my disappointment with Modern Warfare 2. But um, I'm, I'm getting pretty excited for it. I do have a feeling I'm going to like Medal of Honor online better, though. Just have a feeling. Because it's, it's made by DICE. It's, it's fucking DICE, man. I'll take DICE over any, anybody else online any day of the week. Maybe not Killzone 3, but hmm. that's going to be a tough battle. Anyway. No, very cool, though. Get out there and check it out. Oh, and also, I guess this is a follow-up, huh? Uh, they, they've confirmed zombies. They haven't told us what it's going to be, but there are going to be zombies in the uh, game. And who here is surprised? Anyone? Nah, I didn't think so. Obviously, no. you know, the, the Nazi zombie thing was huge, and uh, we're definitely going to see it. A lot of people are speculating that it's going to be kind of uh, like communist zombies or something to that effect. So I don't uh, I don't know. I don't get why Nazi zombies were huge. I, uh, it's it's an arcadey it's arcadey you can get through it in a few minutes and go on to the next one just keep trying to score chase yeah Personally, i just uh, i think it bothered me by the way the whole thing happened you know it was this whole solemn ending to to uh call of duty and you know we honor all the dead of world war Two and blah 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 and you know it's all very quiet and solemn and the music and all and Ah, fade to black. Nazi zombies! Woohoo! <laughs> it's like, oh man. <laughs> Seriously? Um, yeah. Yeah. Dude. 
Yeah, I don't know. Black Ops does look better though, so I'm, I'm very intrigued by it, and I'm yeah, definitely gonna it get does. it. So yeah, I just won't buy the uh, the super pack with the man. I want that remote control truck though. It's got, a, it's got a fucking video camera on it and it feeds to the remote, dude. It's so freaking cool. You're still buying that? Is that no, what you said? No, I'm not going to get it. Oh, okay. God, I want to, though. <laughs> I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. I wonder if they're getting any but pressure to, to put the zombies in because that, that community, they seem to really love that zombies mode. People still play that zombie mode like crazy. It is a moneymaker for them, and if they didn't put it in, they'd be crazy. It does have a nice co-op aspect to it. Say what you will about the zombie portion. Well, it, it, it allows you to play a little bit more cooperatively. You know, it's, like. it's it's their version of horde mode, and it's their version of whatever. You know, the the constant stream of enemies coming at you, and you just see how far you can get. Uh, I'm like Josh. I honestly don't see the uh, the appeal to it. I've never really there. There's modes like that in a lot of games, and I've never gotten into any of them. But I mean, obviously, it's it's popular, and and it it's a big thing that people want in the game. So. If you're gonna be goofy about it, though, let's I mean throw in some pirates. Let's get some ninjas. <laughs> you know, let's just have some fun with this. <laughs> Go all out. Maybe a bunch of master chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> you just won the war, and now you've got to fight pirate ninjas. Good and luck. The SWAT team from Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, Joel. On to the last one. This is pretty badass. Yeah, we've gotten the we've gotten the band back together, so to speak. <laughs> Ron Gilbert has uh, rejoined Tim Schaefer at Double Fine. Ron Gilbert, know. of course, from Secret of Monkey Island, the recent what is that? Death Bank. Death Bank. Yeah, joining forces with another guy who's also very funny with his games, Tim Schaefer. So these guys worked on some Lucas Arts games together early on, right? Yep. Uh, the Monkey Island series, Day of the Tentacle, which was the sequel to uh, Maniac Mansion, of Yay. course. Yeah, I um, I squeaked. I, I saw that and I just went, oh my god, this could be so cool. I mean, Ron Gilbert literally, I think he was one of the the major architects of the scum system. And uh, I'm so happy. And if you don't know what the scum system is, look it up on Wikipedia. It's S-C-U-M-M. It was a LucasArts trademark for a long time. Uh, is basically the interface when you play all these graphical adventures. And um, it, it was a revolution for, for graphic adventure games. I mean, this is way back in the day before we had a video card that could do any kind of 3D whatsoever. We had to play these kind of games. And um, it was more about the writing, and it was less about all the blood and action and everything else. And, and these guys did it best. They literally did it best. Day of the Tentacle, especially the CD version, is still one of my all-time favorite graphic adventures of any type. It is such a great game. So, yeah, this is exciting. There's also some mention that the company Double Fine is looking to do some more smaller, like, downloadable type of games in the near future. They just did Brutal Legend, and that was, you know, brought out with lukewarm reception. So they're kind of trying some smaller, bite-sized games, and it looks like Ron Gilbert, for his first production, is going to fall right into that same line. Well, that costume, uh, what's what's it called? The one that's coming out, like, next week? Ah, shit. It's a downloadable uh, Double Fine game. Costume, costume Quest. Costume Quest uh, is, is a smaller downloadable title, and, and it's essentially an RPG. Uh, but it, it's you know it's action RPG. I've, I've seen some footage. It looks really neat. But yeah, they, they've they've kind of started dabbling in that smaller download space, and I think uh, these guys are right for it. They're they're definitely right for it. So I'm, and it's exciting, man. 
Cannot wait. There's very few guys in this industry that have their names out there that are recognizable. You know, and here's two that are kind of going to be on the same team. So, yeah, these guys were rock Big. stars back then. Yep. All right. I'm not starting this week. You made me start the last two weeks. All right. Yay. I'll go first. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Okay. All right. Two video things, actually. First, uh, I watched True Romance. Yes. Nice. Again, on Blu-ray, no less. I didn't realize that was out on Mm Blu-ray. Yeah. I got it through Netflix. I watched the two different endings with the two different commentaries. Uh, one from the director and one from Quentin Tarantino. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Did Tarantino just talk about how much they changed his script? Well, yeah, he talked about how he fought and fought, and then he watched the movie and said, you know what, that was probably the better ending anyway. Yeah, yeah, cause the alternate <laughs> ending, I, I agree. I, I think the, the ending they went yeah. with was better. Yeah, it was. Uh, and last night, actually, I was... I flipped through and found a biography on <laughs> tonight on biography. <laughs> Every time I see it, all I can think of is that, that mystery science theater with Peter Graves. <laughs> Every time he came on the screen, <laughs> quick, honey, grab the metamucil. Biography's on. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so it was, uh, it, man, that show is terrible because it was on uh, Ed O'Neill, uh, Al Bundy. Oh, yeah. But uh, it was like a full hour of, they had like five stock photos of him and they kept flashing him on the screen oh, and zooming and panning and trying to... Stuff trying to show the same five photos different ways like for an hour it was horrible god did they talk about him being but, a black belt and uh, i don't know maybe that was early on i missed the very beginning of it but the most interesting thing i got out of it the only thing that i didn't really know was that he was good friends with uh david milch who did deadwood and john oh. from cincinnati well and when he was getting deadwood off the ground he asked him to come and actually audition for a part, to read for a part. And at that point in his career, this was after Married with Children and everything, and he was like, you know, I, I'm not going to read for the part. Um, I don't do that. That's an insult. You yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. Well, the part was for Swearingen. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just imagine Al Bundy yelling cocksucker every 15 seconds. Could you imagine that? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'd yeah, I heard that. that. I was like, dude, that would have been a totally different show with him as Swearingen. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, but the guy that ended up playing Swearingen was so damn good at it. He was perfect for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he absolutely was. Yeah, but then John from Cincinnati rolled around and yeah. he said, you know what? I got a part for you in this. And he said, I'll take it. I don't care what it is. I'll take it. <laughs> nice. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He missed out. Uh Although, yeah, I'm happy with the way Deadwood turned out uh, with uh, the guy that did play Swearingen. He was perfect for the part. So, Switching. yeah, that would have been. Big San Francisco <laughs> cocksucker! <Switching. laughs> fucking love Woo. Oh, <laughs> uh, Woo. Yeah. Oh, man. Good, good show. All right. 
So what did I actually play? I played on the PSP. I did some E7. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually enjoying it. Pretty cool. I uh, did some Gravity Crash on the PSP. Nice. Bazing. Yes. Uh, went back, and for my retro dealy, I did some Tomb Raider 1 on the PS1. On purpose? Mm. Yeah. Ouch. Ouch, butt. indeed. <laughs> as as cool as the game is, man, the control is rough. Mm-hmm. Really rough. <laughs> That's an understatement. And, yeah, I kind of remember the control being a little bit rough back then, but it was such a unique title at the time, and the graphics were amazing at the time, and... You know, you could deal with the odd controls because it was a whole new look and a whole new 3D kind of feel. And, oh, yeah. I remember breaking controllers out of frustration trying to play that game. (laughs) (laughs) I think two of them, actually. Yeah. I I never played it on PS1. I played it on PC when I got my 3DFX card, and even then it sucked. Yeah, my first experience with it was a demo for the PC. Yep. Um, but I did, I do have the, uh, the PS one disc actually. Um, but since it was on sale for PlayStation plus, I think, or yeah, I think it was, Yeah, it was. I bought it. Yeah. Because it was like 10 bucks. And I was like, I'm not paying 10 bucks for that. Forget it. But it was, you know, they put it half price and I thought, all right, I'll, I'll go for half price because then I can put it on my PSP and yay. <laughs> so, I mean, so it's worth it for me. You don't see as Just, much of the suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth it for me if I can put those games on the PSP. So if they're cheap, I'll get them. Uh, did a little more sports champions. Huzzah. Nice. Um, and then I went into, yeah, the sports uh, arena there. I went uh, NHL 11, Madden 11, FIFA 11 uh, on all three platforms. Uh, and I'm working on that for a review for next week. Um, FIFA 11 for PS3, PSP, and PS2. And man, they are different. <laughs> all three of them. <laughs> Very different. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, PS2, that might be the first uh, PS2 sports game I've played since uh, 05. Oh, and Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> Not much has changed, has it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'll talk about that next week. Um, and then I did a bunch of Sonic Adventure Ugh. on the PS3 and the Dreamcast. So that I could compare them oh my God, you nice. hate for the yourself? review later on. <laughs> oh, Sonic. Oh, not so great Sonic game. But oh, Sonic. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about that later. Oh, <laughs> That's <man>. it. <laughs> All right. Joel, you want to end us or you want me to end it? I'll end it. Okay, Go good. Uh, all right. Well, this week, uh, I was bitching about it last week. Uh, I had my 20-year class reunion. So I was gone for a couple of days. Yeah, 20 years, high school. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> for You're the just re- a babe in the woods. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, there was only 68 people in that class, and I think with spouses we had 49 people show up. And two dudes got so loaded that uh, they pretty much alienated everyone else there. So it was a good night. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> played some Guitar Hero War- Warriors of Rock for the review tonight. Uh, played some mag. On purpose? Is you gotta take the good with the bad. No, I'll talk a little <laughs> bit more. Um, 
played some mag with the new you know the new uh, uh, 2.0 out, which uh, haven't had a really good time with that. Haven't played it enough though. Also, can't say anything about it. And I actually sent it to Josh today, but um, yeah, we got a copy of Ghost of Sparta to play. <laughs> yeah, some about three hours in, and then I had to send it to you. So um, yeah, I, I can't say if I like it or not or anything, but let's just say I didn't want to send it to Josh. I didn't want it to leave my PSP. Yeah, that's the only game I'm going to play when I get it. <laughs> I like the email thread. You know, I was on vacation and just watching Josh. Like, obviously, Glenn was teasing him. It was hilarious. Like, look what I got. And Yeah, so uh, I was really shocked when that showed up. And, and of course, it shows up, like, the day before my reunion. And I'm like, oh, really? Really? Yeah. uh, Time to learn and drive and play PSP at the same time. Exactly. I need to do that. I have that long-ass drive. Damn it. probably, Probably safer than drunk driving. Teach me, Yoda. Also played some NBA 2K11. Uh, sent that off to Joel today for his review because he's going to be reviewing that one. But I did play with the move controls, and surprisingly enough, I had a better shot percentage when I was playing with the move controller. <laughs> so I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it. I mean, obviously, Joel's going to do the review. Uh, I, I do think it's better than the demo. Uh, graphically, everything. I, it is better. Uh, it, it's kind of funny because once you boot the game up, it takes you right into... I believe it was the Bulls versus the Lakers in 91, I believe. And it has you play nice. that game right there. Yeah, so like it doesn't even take you to a menu. It starts right into that game. And you can skip it, of course, but I was like, holy shit. That's so, cool. yeah, played it with a regular controller. You got to get the timing down for shooting. And, and you know, I, I was trying to use the right stick to do stuff, and you can't do that. That's shooting and all kinds of yeah. stuff. So then, you know, people on Twitter are like, oh, play with move. See, well, how does it move? So the first thing I noticed is that you can't use it with a nav controller. You can only use it with the move controller and the DualShock. Wow. It will not really? work with the nav controller. And, there's and DualShock? And DualShock, yeah. What do you need? Oh. need more buttons and the nav controller Dude. supports or no, something? Or that's what? the thing. I mean, it's, it, the nav controller actually has more buttons available to you because it has the, the square and the X right on it. The DualShock, you're just using the left stick and you know L1 and L2, and that's it. So I don't understand it at all, but it would not recognize the, the nav controller at all. Hmm. Oh, that stinks. Exactly. Yeah, so that was a little weird. But, I mean, actually, playing with the DualShock, it's not that bad, honestly. Uh, the stick is bigger. It's a little bit easier to, to grip onto anyway. So I played it with that, and the move controls work really well. I mean, you, you kind of shake it left and right to grab for the ball if you're on defense. To jump, you know, you flip it up. Uh, to shoot, it's kind of a shooting motion, and it works really well. I, I was surprised. I thought it was going to suck. The one area that I had a real problem with, though, was free throws, because free throws, you can time really well if it's a regular free throw, but there are certain players in the NBA that have a really weird free throw style, and you don't know that going in, unless you know these players really well, if, the, if you're playing like your own team and you know your players really well. So I got to this one guy that kind of would bring the, sh- bring the ball up like he was doing a granny shot, and he brings it over his head a couple times. And I was trying to do just the regular motion, and I kept, you know, release too early, release too early. I'm like, God damn it, how's this guy shoot? So <laughs> that was really the weirdest part about it. Um, it's a neat game. I, I, I think it's one of the better basketball games I've played with in a long time. So uh, graphically looks great. Sound is, I'll tell you, the commentary is one of the best I've ever heard. They keep up with the action. It's always going, though. It's it's always, 
it's fresh. You know, it, they're always talking about something. It's the com- it's the color commentary that you get get used to when you're watching basketball on TV. So I'm hmm. not saying it's the best commentary in the world. Sometimes they say some really stupid shit, but it, it just kind of immersed you a little bit more than some of the other games out there, like Madden or whatever else. So that was one thing that really kind of stuck with me when I when I was playing it. But uh, like I said, I sent it to jo- to Joel, so uh, I won't be playing it anymore. But eh, get some time in with it. Uh, also played the demo. Oh, of- wait, actually, I was gonna say that reminded me. If if you have a Kmart nearby, <laughs> run out and buy it at Kmart because you get a twenty dollar gaming coupon. Yeah, that's right. Kmart is just going off lately. They really are. It's insane. And I actually have one right by where I work. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I played the demo for Pro Evo 2011 Soccer, which is Konami's game. Yeah, FIFA kills it. Flat out kills it in every way this year, at least compared to the demos. It's it's. I was really impressed with the FIFA 11 demo. Uh, I thought the Pro Evo one did not play as well, did not look as well. It just I thought FIFA really outclassed it in every way. And that's the uh, winning 11 franchise, right? That Pro Evo. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because. Uh, Back on the PS2, Winning Eleven was dominating. Yeah, it sure was. Winning Eleven yeah. was amazing, and if you really wanted to get into that, there were hundreds of button combinations that you could basically do anything with the ball. Hmm, maybe that's what it was insane. Wrong. Yeah, yeah, and, the th- and that's the thing. It's it's. I'm basing this totally off the demos. Uh, the regular games could be very very different. So I I'm just saying from the demos, I really enjoyed the FIFA one a lot more. Uh, also got into the Dead Dead Space beta. Which uh, can't really talk too much about it, but it, it's uh, it's interesting. It's did you really? Yeah, wow. yeah. Uh, it's it's a different game. It's not your typical, you know, walk around and blast each other. Uh, the one thing that really stands out to me though is uh, when you're playing the humans, they've got those guns with the three lights on it for the the sights, and when they shine it on you, the lighting effect is just outstanding. Like it actually blinds you a little bit. And the same way with some of the lighting in the level. Uh, so very cool lighting effects. It really blew me away. Uh, but I don't think I'm supposed to talk about it. So I didn't read the whole NDA or the whole agreement yet. So I won't talk about it. Uh, well, we can d- watch you play it next week. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If I can. I don't know if I can play that on the stream. I'll have to, I'll have to check. Uh, play the demo for the EAA MMA game, which is really good <laughs> yeah you played that you jerk <laughs> oh yeah that's right <laughs> well i remember what? you talking about you were talking about a while back i think it was the ncaa football yeah it was where you, if you went they always have the thing now where if you share if you share the demo with somebody else you get these points and i remember josh saying well yeah but it's really funny because you just have to hit the button and it'll go to the messaging thing but you don't have to send it to get the points i'm like oh maybe i'll do that on here so I picked out Josh. <laughs> it doesn't work like that anymore. It actually just sent the email right out. I, was, I started laughing. I'm like, yeah. oh, what am I going to hear about this? <laughs> I saw the message. I was like, oh, hey, what's this? I, I, wait a minute. That sounds like corporate BS. What is this? <laughs> and they want you so to send it to like, oh, let's see. Did you stay consistent and knock them off your friends list? Like, oh. Don't send me that shit. Ooh. I should have. Spam me, you Spammer. bastard. You're out. <laughs> well, it's really funny because they want you to send it to 12 people to get enough points to open up the classic couture. couture. Um, That's wrong. I, the game Then after that, you get, a, you get an email from Sony, and they just give you $40 worth of points. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> God, I hate those spam emails. Yeah, well, I, I, it, I thought it, it really works. Yeah, I thought it was going to be the same way. Yeah. Oh, no, really, it works. If you send this to 10 other people, they send you money. Yeah, right. Idiots. <laughs> uh, no, it plays really well. I, I highly recommend it to anybody that's into those games. Uh, I, I I was really impressed with it. Uh, it plays really well. The control's great. It looks excellent. So I highly recommend it. Also, the demo for Alien Breed from Team 17. Now, these are the people behind the Worm series, and uh, Alien Breed is kind of a three-fourths overhead perspective twin-stick shooter. Uh, it's it's an old uh, Amiga series that they've redone for, for modern systems, and it's been on the, on the 360 for a while, but uh, very cool. I think I'm going to pick that up. So uh, I had a lot of fun with that one. And then because we got a review copy, oh God, I played Sonic Adventure. Uh, which is the remade Dreamcast game. I played it for all of... Well, I played it for an hour, even though half of that time I was fucking around trying to get one of those uh, K.O. or Chow or whatever to, to hatch. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I just sat there whistling for ten minutes and did nothing. Uh, so I played it for about half an hour or an hour or whatever, and yeah, I just turned it off and went, all right, this game still sucks. Uh, and last but not least, uh, Castlevania Lords of Shadow, which I'm having fun with it, but I don't know why it's called Castlevania. Because I'm about two or three hours in, and I haven't seen a castle yet. So, I'm not sure. Um, Wait. <laughs> I'll be doing the review next week, probably, but uh, it's, it's definitely a mixture of Uncharted and God of War. So, it's got kind of the uh, the scaling walls, uh, kind of running on rails that you get in Uncharted. But it's got the gameplay, the weaponry, uh, just the feel of, of a God of War game to a certain extent. Uh, you've got the you know the trappings of a Castlevania game. You've got the whip. You've got the the daggers that you throw. Uh, graphically, I think it's excellent. Um, it, I mean, the frame rate still drops a little bit, but there was uh, Digital Foundry actually did a thing on it, and the PS3 version actually is the better version. It's running at an average of seven frames per second faster than the 361, and it doesn't dip as much because of the way that uh, they're doing triple buffering on the PS3 version, whereas the PS or the 360 version. Only does double buffering, and they run V-Sync, so if it drops frames, it drops 10 frames right then and there. It doesn't drop just a couple. So, <laughs> yeah. Tech talk. That's all we're going to do. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, the soundtrack's excellent. Patrick Stewart is is a major voice in the game. You know, there's a there's a, a boss battle, and it's like Shadow of the Colossus, <laughs> for God's sake. It's it's There are four lights! <laughs> four lights! Uh <laughs> It's 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 neat. I mean, I've only played a couple of hours. I'm not sure if I'm sold on it yet, though, or not. To be honest, uh, the demo. You know, if you if you've played the demo and you don't know, if you, somebody was talking about it today in the forums saying, you know, I I just don't think the combat's that great in the demo. I'm like, you can do the, the demo is the absolute beginning of the game. You open up a ton of new moves and and you know weapons and upgrades to your weapon after a while. So if you're basing the combat... Now, the basic combat, yeah, I mean, the, the whole basis of it, if you don't like it, well, then you're screwed. But if you think the, the combat seems limited, that's because it's the very beginning of the game. Uh, but it essentially looks like it does in the demo. So if you don't like the look, you're not going to like this game. Uh, the lighting is cool. It, it, I mean, it looks good and everything. It's just... It's, it, it, Jim Sterling's really capturing a lot of the of the aspects that are bothering me. You know, there, there's puzzle elements that I don't like. Uh, I found a big bug in the game, if you want to hear about that, uh, which I'm surprised they didn't catch. Later on in the game, you go into these uh, caverns with all these big spiders and everything, and 
<clears throat> it's got a lot of branching paths, and the caves all connect together, you know, intertwine basically. And I come across this door, this huge door that's flashing. Obviously, I need to throw these grenades at it, uh, and these and these, uh, not gnomes, but uh, trolls. All these trolls have these little like homemade grenades. Okay, so if you grab the trolls and you hit them at the right time, they'll drop the grenade, and you can throw it at something. Well, the problem is, I know the door's there. I know I have to throw these grenades at it, but I kept coming from the left side into this room, and nothing was happening. I just come in the room; it was blank, you know. So I leave. I'm like, "What the? F- where the fuck am I supposed to go?" Getting totally lost in these caves. Well, then, not even planning it, but I came into the room the other way. I came in from the right side. Oh, there's all the trolls. So you're triggering an event, but it would only trigger from the right side. If you came from the left, they wouldn't trigger. So you're just walking around aimlessly wondering what the hell's going on, what am I supposed to do? That's odd. Yeah, and it's not like I snuck to the other side. It's literally this spider web I walked across and it took me on this ledge over to that room. It's not like I'm I wasn't in a place that I wasn't supposed to be. Huge bug. So if you get to that point and you're in the game and you get to that point, make sure you come in from the right side and not the left. Little tip from your uncle Torgo. So <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm not sold on the game yet. Uh, I will play it some more. Uh, I think it's good. I just don't think it's AAA good. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm still spoiled by God of War and Uncharted and a couple other games. And like I said, I think I would. I'm really curious if this game would be, uh, if this game would be accepted more by people if it didn't have the Castlevania name on it and it was just some, you know, new adventure series something like that. Because honestly, I don't know why the Castlevania name is on there except for the cross that you carry. Uh, like I said, there's no castles. You're a Belmont, but it's kind of a prequel, and uh, the story's cool, but so far nothing like talking about Lucard at all. So, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Joel. All right. Well, I went on vacation, so I took the PSP with me, and right before I left, I mentioned this on last week's show. I picked up Chains of Olympus. It was the first time I've actually nice. had a chance to play that, and I spent, geez, I don't know, five or six hours both there and back. Awesome. Messing with that in the plane, and I'm pleasantly surprised. You know, I I like the PSP. I'm a fan, but I'll be honest. I didn't think this game would control really well on it. You know, I don't know why I had that assumption. It was incorrect of me to assume that because controls are tight. I mean, the way they it's the way awesome. they implemented yeah. it, I'm really impressed. And you know, the 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 same voiceovers are there. The narrator, yeah. So it's kind of fits right into the series really well, and. You know, I'm, I'm glad I picked this up because having not played it, I would be missing out on a large chunk of the series. And now with Ghost of Sparta coming out, you know, it's just a good time to be kind of going back and checking this one out. So definitely, good game. And it was funny too. I had the sitting on the airplane on the way out there. I was, went to Las Vegas for my sister's wedding. The gal next to me, I kept catching her across the row, looking over at my screen, <laughs> like you know. And I got right to that Your sex screen, scene, huh? You know, that part where you've got the two chicks and you got a, you know, the typical got to work. I get to that. I got my, my wife next to me. All of us was sleeping the whole way. All of a sudden she's awake looking at the screen. I got the gal across the aisle looking at me like, what the hell are you doing? And then I got the guy behind me, like a roll over looking at the screen. So I had quite an audience <laughs> playing got to war. And after, after a while, I got to talking to these people because the, the gal had a PSP go that she oh. was playing on. So. You're talking shop a little bit, and the guy behind me was just impressed. He's like, wow, what are you playing? That's really cool. He was an older gentleman and probably got sick of his, his Walkman or whatever he was doing. <laughs> his, his disc man with his big CD in there. 
spin it at old school. <laughs> Walk over the A-tracks on it. <laughs> and then when I got to Vegas, I had a certain destination in mind. Obviously, the wedding. You know, there was that. So we did that. Um, but if you recall, when I went to San Francisco on my last vacation, I tried going to the Sony PlayStation store. Oh, that's right. Uh-oh. <laughs> and lo and behold, it was gone. <laughs> so now when I went to Vegas, and I remember this from last time I was in Vegas, which was a couple years back... At the Caesars Palace, they have these really kind of really nice upscale mall. It's called the Forums. Yep. The Forum Shops at Caesars Palace. And I remember they had a Sony Style store in there. So I immediately after I had all my wedding obligations out of the way, set some time aside, convinced the wife, you know, hey, there's some great shopping. There's Banana Republic. And I had her on board, <laughs> went over to the Sony Style store, and I probably spent an hour and a half in there. Nice. The first, the first day, and actually, <laughs> what did you think? I there was went, a book signing that you were going to be sitting down for? You know, I'm on a podcast, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't pull that card. I'm not that guy. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a big <laughs> You work for me, people. No. <laughs> so, actually, ended up going back two days later and spent about. Two hours. So I think overall, I was probably in, wow. a, in that store three and a half hours. Wow. The reason being is they had a PS3 set up in the back, three D, three D television. Nice. <laughs> so I walked in. First thing we did is they had uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs was up on up towards the front, and they had that in three D. So the wife and I put on the three D glasses, watched that for a little while. She was actually impressed, which was pleasantly surprising because she oh, saw Avatar nice. in the theater and got motion sick. You know, and pretty much said to me a- huh. after Avatar, we will never have a 3D TV in our house. <laughs> oh, the big like, difference is you have active oh, no. glasses and it's easier on your eyes. Yeah, so I was, she was happy when we were watching that movie that, you know, it wasn't so, she didn't get that motion sickness. So, I mean, immediately after she was watching it, she's like, oh, this wouldn't be so bad. You know, I could oh. do this. So that yeah, I got really excited. Nice. I'm not working on her to, to get a 3D TV. <laughs> well, tell her that Extra Life is next Saturday, nice. and we need it by then. Oh, I wish, <laughs> I wish. I'm, I'm trying every angle. I still got a few I haven't tried yet, so we'll see. <laughs> nice. um, but actually, I got to talking to the people there, and you know, they it was very quiet. There wasn't much going on. It was a a Friday morning when I was there, and they let me just sit back and play MotorStorm for a good couple hours both, awesome. both time I was there. So I had a blast with it and that was my first experience. I know you guys got to do this at E3 and, and I think Glenn, you also at PAX, but mm-hmm. it's the first time I've got to sit down and actually try the 3d tech out. And I came away super impressed. You know, I, I got to play MotorStorm. It's the only game they had running on the 3d, uh, setup. Sure. Sure. But wow. <laughs> yeah. It's just, inc- it's just incredible. And the funny so. thing is, that's retrofitted 3D. You need to watch a game that actually is built from the ground up for 3D, like Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, oh, cool. wow. Yeah. Well, I wish they had. He said come back in a couple of weeks as they were going to start to get some of the upcoming oh, sure. software in ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> like they had they had uh, NBA 2K11 going a week before it was out. You could sit in oh, there nice. and try it. So they seem to be, you know, the, the upcoming titles, they let you play them in store for a little bit ahead of time. So I got to rapping with a guy a little bit about 3D TVs, and they were pretty expensive there, like $3,000 for the really nice yeah. integrated don't, don't buy a Sony, LED get a model. Panasonic Viera. The, uh, the MotorStorm 3D TV that I was playing on had the, the attachment or the little sensor right at the top, mm-hmm. the converter, whatever you call that thing that makes it 3D. It's right. like an addition to the television. 
And the cloudy with a chance of meatballs had the full integrated 3D. So I seem to, to my eyes, the full integration seemed a little bit sharper, a little bit better 3D than the one that had the the add-on piece to it. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys noticed a difference or not. I was I was actually looking at a lot of stuff this weekend. <laughs> Damn it! And uh, the one thing that that I keep reading over and over and over is if you want to be able to do the 3D stuff for a long time, definitely get a plasma. Uh, the the faster refresh is way better on your eyes, and the additional it just looks like more color is coming out when you're when you're watching on a plasma. Um, so I was looking at the Panasonic Viera that I want. Uh, I don't know if I can get the 55 inch or not. I have to, I have to measure to see if it'll even fit. <laughs> so I might be, I might be stuck with a 50 inch, but uh, I'm definitely getting it in November. I've, I, I just got to figure everything out. But I'm going to wait until after Black Friday and see what kind of crazy uh, financing deal somebody has and just load up. He was actually telling me the same thing. He was saying. Of course, he could ship it to my house for free. So we had that whole spiel going on. Because <laughs> I was asking him, you know, is the price here Las Vegas price? Or in other words, is this super expensive compared to where it is by me? And he was saying, oh, no, it's the same retail price across the country and blah, blah, blah. And we can ship it to your house so you don't even have to go back home and check and we'll hook you up. And as soon as I got him pa- past all of that and realized that I wasn't actually going to walk out of the store buying one of these things, um, we got to talking. And he was saying the same thing you're saying, Glenn, just wait till November there's all sorts of new models coming out to coincide with the holidays. Yep. The, exi- the existing models, although you know a little bit pricey now, are going to be shot way down, and then yep. the new tech will be out. And then he, he was saying November is the month. You know, if you if you can wait, you're going to save some money and you'll get access to the better tech even by that point. Yeah, definitely. All right. Yeah. Well, I think we've dragged down. You, anything else from Vegas? Did you win some money? No. Yeah, that was about it. Played some country rider when I got home, but. Played some roulette, lost some money. I think I broke even, actually. Not too bad. Yeah. Got to do blackjack. That's the moneymaker. No, the moneymaker is let it ride. Oh, blackjack. Let it ride. <laughs> I used to play anywhere jack you can, a lot. Anywhere you can sit down and get free beers coming come to you the whole time. That's that where too. I was gambling. Then yeah. everybody wins. You, you bet. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's take our break. When we come back, we'll talk about Guitar Hero 6, Warriors of Rock, Sonic Adventure DX, and Kung Fu Rider, yo. Boy, it's going to be some awesome reviews. Oh, my God. Thank <laughs> God for the Little Honor interview. <laughs> it's going to be three A-plus, triple-A, five-star reviews. <laughs> Latrine! Latrine! <laughs> uh...
All right. Well, we are back and hydrated. Uh, the first game to review, uh, I'm the lucky one. I took one for the team. Uh, Guitar Hero 6 Warriors of Rock. Uh, so first off, much thanks to Activision because they actually sent the $100 bundle with the guitar. So I got nice. to try one of the new guitar. I was like, holy fuck. I, I was shocked. So <clears throat> this is going to be kind of a two-parter real quick. Uh, the hardware, the guitar is really good. Very, very well done. You can customize it a little bit. It actually has these other pieces on the side you can you can swap out. And they actually sent an extra set of them. But what I really like about this is that the base of the neck on top, on the face, the face, there's a panel that pops off. It's got a little uh, uh, spring-loaded button, that po- and the whole thing pops off. And in that compartment, that's where the batteries are. And that's where you have your little USB fob to plug into your PS3. You can actually mm-hmm. pop it right in there and store it. So now it's nice. not this big-ass fob, you know, with the big thing hanging off of it. It's just a little tiny USB, like, nub that you plug in. But it, you store it right in the guitar. It's like, oh, my God, that's so awesome. That is awesome. Uh, it's also set up more than not for a lefty, even though the, the whammy bar is still stuck on that one side. But I have to actually play lefty because my hand is messed up. And my left hand, I can't do all the buttons. So I strum up my left hand, play with my right, and uh, overall the guitar feels great. I do want to actually try it in Rock Band to see how it works in there. Uh, buttons feel great, strum feels great. Very impressed with the guitar. I, I think it's great. Uh, I've actually got some older Guitar Hero guitars, and this is definitely the best one I've had. So uh, okay, so past that. <clears throat> so Warriors of Rock. Uh, you know we we've made all these comments about this much touted and and much maligned uh, quest mode that they added this year. So there are some good things about this game, but let's just get the, get the quest mode out of the way. It's fucking boring. It's it, it's their way of, you know how whenever you played a Guitar Hero game in the past, or even Rock Band, you play it in sections. You know, you open up certain songs, you do the, 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 like this group of songs, and you go on to the next one, you open up that group of songs, etc., etc. It's been in all the music games. That's what this quest mode is, but it's Gene Simmons... With this horrible voice, like he doesn't use his regular voice, he tries to grain it up more. He's like, and then you go after the guitar. I'm like, really, dude? Just speak in your normal voice. It's scary already, you know. You go after the kiss guitar, and then yeah. you get your kiss, uh, kiss casket for when you die, and you God. get your kiss visa card, and, and kiss lunchbox to keep the guitar picks in, and yeah. So the whole Gene Simmons thing is a little much, but. Basically, you're unlocking new characters to join your band. And I married... Uh, what the hell's her name? They never married her. <laughs> no, they never got they married? they ever got married, no. Is it Shannon Tweed? Yeah, Shannon Tweed. <laughs> yeah, and I bang Shannon Tweed every night. Yes, that chick that was naked in every 80s movie that you watched on HBO when you were 14. Yes, that's yeah. her. Thanks to you, she's banging every every other woman across the planet tonight. <laughs> giggity, giggity, giggity. Yeah, so it's... I mean... They're trying to rock it up, you know, and give them themselves some legitimacy, basically. Uh, with which I the whole Gene Simmons thing, I'm like, all right, Kiss, and I'm gonna get a lot of shit. But Kiss was more, you know, makeup and everything else than substance. I like some of their songs. I'm not gonna bag them, but I mean, like Guitar Heroes. I don't. I never thought that Kiss was a guitar no. hero. And that, no. and as a tangent, I mean, that's kind of one of my complaints about the game is. There's a few songs in there that I don't really say. I don't look at that and like REM and say, "Hmm, guitar hero, huh?" So it, it, 
just going through the set list and everything, I'm like, really? No. So the quest mode, you're trying to unlock all these people, in, and you can't use your custom character in this. You're using the characters that have been kind of in the Guitar Hero series for a while, uh, like Axel and all these other ones, that spiked hair guy. So you you play a few songs, you get up enough stars, and then they like get these dem- demonic powers, and they change color and all this other crap. And they have to do... It's not even a boss battle. It's just this other song, and, and you're doing it with their special power. But each character has a special power, so one of them will have a shield against losing your uh, your streak. So if you miss one note, you'll still keep your streak. Or <clears throat> another one, every ten notes you hit will up your star power meter a little bit. That kind of thing. So there's all these little powers that they have. So you progress through, and the weirdest part of it, and I'm I'm about 60% through the uh, the story mode, because... Quite frankly, I was falling asleep one night. I was playing it. I was so bored. <laughs> I was. I was just like, God, get on with it, you know? Because the story stuff was just really boring. Uh, but it was kind of funny because you go after this guitar. Not the main guitar, but this guitar. And you have to play the Rush 2112 album. And oh, the funnier geez. part about it was Rush, what do you call it? They, they read from all the liner notes and everything. They're like reading the story of 2112. As you're playing it. No, like between songs. So they don't play the whole actual epic song. They just cut in and out of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was about... God, it had to be about 30 minutes or something. I went through like eight eight different songs or eight different parts of 2112, but they narrated the sections. But it was actually Rush narrating it. You don't see them, but it's them narrating it. Which is kind of funny because Getty Lee's really never had like a speaking voice, but whatever. I like Rush, so uh, it was fun to play it, but... I don't know. I mean, that was probably the coolest part about the whole thing. But, you know, I started going on and they're like, open up more characters now. I'm like, really? Don't I have enough? I mean, I've got a band. I've got a bass player. I've got a drummer. I, 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 I'm good. I'm really good. So <laughs> I'm making this sound worse than it is. But I was. I was bored stiff with the, with the little quest mode. Mechanically, you know, you can play single songs. But here's the problem. You know, some of them are locked until you unlock them in. The quest mode, and one of those being the 2112 album. So you have to go through the quest mode if you want all the songs. Another thing is they padded the song list with, I think it's like 15 songs by Neversoft. Some scroll through the songs. Like, yeah, they've done Neversoft, that before. Like, they did that with me? one of the older ones. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's, that's kind of lame. That's cheap. Because honestly, most of the songs really suck. So, okay, so past the quest mode. Which, like I said, it's essentially kind of like what they've done with progression in some of the other games. It's just now they're characterizing it more. So, alright, so past that. As as a Guitar Hero game, I think this is one of the better quote-unquote Guitar Hero games I've seen in a long time. But, when you play it like a rock band game with, you know, the singer, the bass player, etc., etc., it's so deficient compared to rock band. It loses so much when you, uh, they're still adding notes that shouldn't be there. You know, it still doesn't have a very good feel. It, it it doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. But when you play it as a Guitar Hero game with just like one guitar or maybe two in a, like a dual mode, it works great. It's it actually has a better soundtrack than I thought or song list because I know Joel, you were kind of battling me on that when I was saying I only saw thirteen songs I like. Reason being is a lot of songs I see on there, I don't recognize them until I hear them. So there were a few more I found that I liked. I'm like, oh, wow, I like this song. Okay, you know, and I played them, but 
<clears throat> you know, they're still adding notes that shouldn't be there. It's not as prevalent as it was before, but it is still there. They got rid of all the bullshit from the from Guitar Hero Five, like the uh, or World Tour, where they had the boss battles and it would break your strings and all that crap. They got rid of all that, <laughs> and thank God, because that was the dumbest shit in the world. Where I remember seeing that on on uh, on on World Tour, where it would break your strings. Or it would mix up the notes, too. That was always the funny one. So essentially, you had to have that song memorized to get it right. And I'm like, wait a second, this breaks the game completely. So they get rid of all that. So they've gone back to basics a little bit. You know, the, the note tracks look essentially the same as it has, like in Guitar Hero 1 and 2, etc., etc. So if you're going to play it as a Guitar Hero game, it is really good. Although the Dolby Digital doesn't sound nearly as good as the Surround and Rock Band for some reason. I don't know, it just sounds muted. They do give you an EQ to play with, but it's not very... I don't know, it didn't really do what I thought it was going to do. But it's good. It's its a good song list. You know, your DLC, you're, you're not getting nearly as much as a Rock Band availability. I mean, Rock Band just passed 2,000 tracks this last week. Whereas you're at about... You're under 300, I think, on Guitar Hero. So, I mean, there's some good DLC, though. There's some good uh, Stone Temple Pilots. There's a couple other ones out there. Uh, the other thing I'll, I'll mention is when you play Bohemian Rhapsody, obviously Josh and I saw that at the Activision thing where <laughs> yeah. they use the characters in the game and they put on this big production for Bohemian Rhapsody, which I think is great. I think it looks really cool and everything, but the problem is with all these music games, when you're playing the game and you're you're concentrating on the notes, you're not noticing all that shit in the background. So in my opinion, I think it's kind of wasted, you know, you're wasting a lot of breath on this by doing all this shit in the background when nobody's really paying attention to it, unless you're playing with a bunch of people. So, I think for me, because I play these games alone, I haven't been, I, I didn't play it online with anybody, because honestly, I, I don't know anybody that has this game. <laughs> so, as a Guitar Hero game, as an old school Guitar Hero game, I think it, it does very, 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 very well. As a four-piece microphone bass drums guitar game uh it's outclassed by rock band it just is uh especially rock band 3 when we saw the drop in drop out all the features that they've added i i just can't recommend it on that portion of the game but as a guitar but what about what what about as a four-piece drum 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 guitar hero game because you can do that cool stuff because yeah, <laughs> you've got four sets of drums laying around and people are bringing them over right yeah <laughs> i don't know you know it's always bothered me with the guitar hero games lately when harmonics stopped making them where they started adding additional notes that aren't supposed to be there as like an artificial yeah. difficulty it really yeah. bothers me. And, and and the problem is you get to a certain point in the game and they really start adding them a lot. And you can't... I mean, the way I play... I'm staring at the screen because I'm terrible at this game. I still enjoy it, but I'm terrible at it because, like I said, my left hand's all messed up. But I kind of play with the music, especially because I play bass. I love playing bass because it's easier to play for me. Because I can follow the bass line and I can kind of figure out what my rhythm is. But when they're adding all these notes, I'm like, wait a second, where the fuck is that coming from? And it really messes me up. I think that's one of the things I really love about Rock Band is that if you know the song well enough, you can essentially go and go and go and not really have to pay attention as much in terms of where you're hitting the notes. You still have to watch where the notes are, but it was just easier to play with the rhythm on that game. And I think that's one thing that Neversoft being a development 
studio that isn't really musically based, I think that's one of the things that really makes this game suffer. Because there's... But, uh, come on, coming out of Tony Hawk, why would they not know how to do a music game? I just... Oh, God. Yeah, I never (laughs) understood that. But I will say this. If you're looking for... If you already have a guitar, or if you don't, I'm, I'm telling you, this guitar is really good. I... This might be my new primary guitar, seriously. But if you're looking for just a great old Guitar Hero game, even though you have to go through the goddamn quest mode to get all the songs that opened up, a lot of the songs are open. I recommend it. I really do. I, I, I would give it a B plus. I seriously would. Uh, if you're looking at it as a rock band, uh, like a rock band-ish game, uh, that's like a C. So I'm going to give it a B plus officially, but... I I think it does really do a good job as a Guitar Hero game. If you're not trying to play it with four pieces and everything else, I I think it's functional as as that. But once you play Rock Band, you're you're so spoiled that it's just not worth it. So there you go. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting that you have multiple uh, grades there because I kind of have multiple grades for my. Well, I mean, officially, if I if when I do the written review, and I will do a written review if I have time, damn extra life. Um, no, yay, Extra Life. Uh, I will give it a B plus. <laughs> seriously. I mean, that that's what I will give it because I've been playing it as a standard Guitar Hero game like in the past with the PS2. I've not been playing it, you know, with multiple people and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've tried the microphone. I've tried the Guitar Hero, you know. I didn't try the drums because I just didn't want to dick with it. But, like, even the vocals just doesn't work as well as Rock Band does. It doesn't pick it up as well and, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right. But, officially B plus. So, then give us your multiple grades on Sonic Adventure. It's like a D and a D minus. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I played it. I played the PS3 you version so I can talk about it too. my sweet Sonic. Oh, dude, the game sucks. I don't care if they put a hey. new, I don't care if they put a new coat of paint on it. It sucks. I'm going to disparage it all on my own. Leave me alone. All right, go for it. <laughs> 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 all right. So, all right, if you've never played Sonic Adventure, it was the signature Sonic game released on the Dreamcast. And actually, it had a lot riding on it, because the Dreamcast's immediate predecessor, the Saturn, had no Sonic game. So, this was the first Sonic game in years. Um, Was this a pack-in, too? Did it come with a console? Uh, I don't think it ever came with a console. I don't remember if it did. Because they had the sports pack within the NFL. I believe it was a launch title. See, I never had a Dreamcast until t- it failed. Yeah. And then I got one. <laughs> it, it was a launch title along with Soul Calibur and Ready to Rumble. And I think Seaman was. And House of the Dead 2. <laughs> House of the Dead 2. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, Seaman. <laughs> Aquaman. Okay, yeah. sorry for derailing your review. Man and Swallows. I don't, I don't think it ever got packed with Sonic. I might be wrong, but I don't think it ever did. Yeah, I don't know. But, all right, so it's a 3D platforming adventure game with uh, some issues. <laughs> That's the best way to say it. Uh, it can be difficult to control at times. The camera can be downright antagonistic in some places. <laughs> And playing it uh, as some of the other characters that are available, like Tails and Knuckles and Amy and all the others, uh, they can be pretty bad. 
Um, the voice acting is laughably bad. It's just horrible. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> oh no, our bullets are useless. That's just terrible. <laughs> Fall back, men. Retreat. Retreat. Oh, God. I'm going to play with you later. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's bad. <laughs> but oh, at God. the time, at the time, the, you know, voice, like full voice on a game like that was new. So it was exciting. So, you know, I mean, take it for what it was at the time. Uh, there's a bunch of mini games included, like fishing. And there, there's actually some sweet pinball in the casino area. For Sonic, you kind of expect platforming, and that tends to be hit or miss in this game. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of a problem. So it's it's a port of the Dreamcast title with remastered high-def graphics in 720p and surround sound. Uh, it stays in the 4x3 aspect ratio. And... I think, you know, compared... Because I, I did. I went right back to the Dreamcast version. Now, I have to say, I'm playing the Dreamcast on an HD TV, uh, LCD TV. Ooh. So the Dreamcast doesn't look great as it is. But still, I think this looks much, much better than the Dreamcast version did. I think it looks and sounds fantastic compared to the Dreamcast version. Sure. The differences actually are pretty noticeable when you play them back to back. The textures are smoother, the colors are brighter. You know, you don't get all the all the pixelation that you get really in the Dreamcast. It's all much much smoother. Uh, it actually also feels much easier to control uh, with the DualShock thumbstick <laughs> feeling more precise. And for this game, you really need that because. I always had trouble. Uh, like I, I got it months ago, but I had never really played Sonic Adventure. And when I got it from Guzex months ago, uh, I played it a lot because I was really excited about it. But it controls really, really bad. It's really hard to control with the Dreamcast stick. The camera is bad. You know, you're you need finite, precise movements because you're in a 3D world, and. The thing is, when Mario made the jump to 3D, it was easier because Mario is a slow-paced, walk-around, explore kind of game. Well, he's a fat plumber. He doesn't get around very yeah, easily. Exactly. And Sonic is all about speed. And when you're, when you're at high speed in a 3D world and you're trying to go down a specific path and grab all these rings and do this and do that, it doesn't work so well. At least it didn't work so well in this iteration of it. I mean, this was you know one of the first ones that tried that. So... You know, as for the gameplay, eh, you know, when it's fun, it's really fun. When it's not, it's it's bad. It's just terrible. So It was, it was putting me to sleep the other night. I'm not kidding. Know, I actually kind of dozed yeah. off when I was playing it. Well, I haven't gotten to that point yet. But could have been the could have been the, uh, the, the NyQuil I took before that, but I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Nah. All right. So you can also buy the director's cut. DLC for four ninety nine, uh, which gives you sixty new levels and the ability to play as Metal Sonic. The only problem with that that I've seen so far, and I mean maybe you guys can tell me differently, but from what I see, the only way you can play as Metal Sonic 
is if you have already played through the entire game and unlocked all the other characters. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. So if you're not like a hardcore, you're not going to go through and unlock everything, you probably shouldn't even buy the DLC because you're never going to be able to play it. Yeah, basically um, you have to unlock all or you have to collect all the emblems uh, and once yeah. you do that, you can play as Metal Sonic. Yeah, as as you're playing through the game, even to play as the other characters, because when you jump in, there's six or... I think it's one, six. Two, three, four, four, six characters, yeah. Six other characters that you can play as. Six characters total. and But to play as them, you need to play through as Sonic and really unlock the other characters. Um, as for, you know, replayability... The other characters do have their own little storylines and do have slightly different gameplay. Hit or miss, <laughs> like I said before. You know, <laughs> some are some are good, some are awful. But you know, it was their first try at this, so it, it is what it is. Um, if you're a fan of the Dreamcast game, or if you're a hardcore Sonic fan, at nine ninety nine, I'd say it's worth picking up. Uh, it looks better. It controls better. It can be fun from a nostalgia standpoint. If you're on the fence, it's kind of a tough call. Uh, like I'm I said, when no. it's fun, <laughs> when it's fun, it's fun. Uh, but there are some just downright questionable design choices in this game, and you really have to know what you're getting into here. You want your head totally blown? What? Sonic Adventure. Now this is the Dreamcast version has sold over 2.5 million copies, making it the best-selling Dreamcast game ever. <laughs> you know what? Oh, my God. And the director's cut I can was believe that. GameCube and Windows. Yeah, when it came yeah. out, it was almost like a tech demo because it went so fast at, at yeah. the time. There was nothing that could touch it. Oh, that's Well, that's choice. the thing. It, it. At the time, it was an amazing-looking game. But, you know, the camera is really bad in it, and there's there's weird moments in the game. You know, there's moments where you hit high-speed parts of the game where it's really exciting, but you can't even touch the controller. Because if you touch the controller, you're going to screw everything up and you're going to die. You basically have to sit and watch as he bounces from spot to spot to spot and gets to the end, and it's all exciting. But... Yeah, it's a weird game. It was, I think, really their first big, big try at the 3D Sonic, and they they went all over the place. You know, there's great platforming, there's a lot of exploring, which is odd for a Sonic game. You've got these, the, like a hub that you basically go back to, and it's not always clear where you should go. <laughs> so it can be frustrating at times, but, you know, the fun parts are actually a lot of fun. Um, it's it's really, it's a copy of the, the Dreamcast game, right down to the menus. Uh, the only thing missing, there was an online component in the Dreamcast game, which is not there. Uh, this does include trophies and leaderboards, so, you know, that's pretty cool. So yeah, I mean, on its own, standalone, old, old school Sonic Dreamcast game, I'd probably give it like a C. But with the trophies and leaderboards and the upgraded look and the ease of, you know, the easier control with the DualShock, I'd give it at least a B minus. You know, if you're a Sonic fan, 
if you're really a Sonic fan, it's worth it. If not, eh, probably not worth it. It's not a great platformer. There's a lot of weird stuff going on in there with the mini games and and the different uh, you know the different characters and the way they control and everything. It's it's sort of an oddball kind of game. So, <laughs> all right, yeah. So there That's you go. This week in fanboy reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was. I never thought it was terrible. I mean, it's it's not great, you know. It's not a great Sonic game, but it's a Sonic game, and it's fun in its own odd way. <laughs> All right, when, I'm it, a when it came boy, out, I thought alone. it was. I thought it was awesome. Then after like a year had passed, and other games had come out, and it was, uh, I never thought it was so awesome. <laughs> I didn't like it the first time I played. It's it. that first level. That first level was really cool. Sure, with the with the whale at the end, kind of chasing you down the path. But sure, yeah, it's, it's all I, downhill it's, from there. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. You know, it has its moments where it yeah. is a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, the first ten minutes. That's that's the moments. No, it's... no I had fun <laughs> deeper into it. Uh huh. That's what she said. All right, Joel. <laughs> well, we Else. save the save the best for last, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kung Fu Rider and and a little bit of a Spinal Tap reference, if I can, to start it off. It's a two word review for Shark Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so if you've seen Spinal Tap, you understand what that means. If not, I'll spare you the the details. <laughs> but uh, Kung Fu Rider came comes out. It's it's a game that came out alongside Move, uses the Move controller. Uh, the, the plot is very thin. You are one of two characters, either Toby, a male character, or Karen, obviously a female character. You are being chased by the mafia for some reason that is not explained. It's sort of hinted at that uh, Toby is a private eye and Karen's got a big mouth. And apparently they're on some sort of case where she said something or did something to agitate the mafia. So the whole the whole premise of the game is based on that, and they're trying to flee. They're trying to get to safety, and they're outnumbered. So rather than fighting the people with their fists, they hop on office chairs or toy ponies, and they sail on down the road away from the mafia. <laughs> Hell so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that is the entire premise of the game. There is literally nothing else to it. They don't really explain it. Not that it needs an explanation, but that's the premise. Uh, you use the move controller. You're, as I mentioned, you, you hop on a chair or some other sort of de- wheeled device, like a toy pony or a, a vacuum for the female. Go figure. A baby walker, also for the female Yo. character. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Some interesting cliches used throughout the game. Maybe a what you do is you wheels on it. You know. There you go. <laughs> you you point your move controller at the screen, and that represents the the wheeled device going down the road so if you turn your move to the right you steer your guy to the right turn it to the left go to the left you can jump by pulling the controller up in the air you also to speed up need to kind of go up and down with the move controller and those two moves sort of conflict with each other sometimes when you try and go fast you end up jumping and sometimes when you try and jump you end up going fast so the the motion in up and down speeding up is very similar to cranking up on the controller to jump so overall, I'd say the the controls are too loose. Yeah, they're they're not as precise as as you would expect with a move title and that sort of precision controls. So the game is infuriatingly frustrating <laughs> because you're it's never really reacting the way you want it to. Yeah. So 
the game is shallow to begin with. There's only six courses. And unfortunately, it seems like the assets repeat themselves throughout the six courses. So you're, you, the courses are short. There may be a couple minutes a piece. And by the time you're to the last course, you're already starting to see some of the same things you've seen in the prior five courses. So a little disappointing in, in the content that's available to it. The game is priced at $39.99. As I mentioned, there's not much of a plot. It controls sort of poorly. I'd say, generally speaking, for about an hour, it, it's sort of fun. You know, the the going down the road and the quirkiness involved and knocking over the mafia characters that you encounter because you can actually punch them and kick them and stuff. It's it's humorous, but after you, you kind of get used to it, it runs a little thin, and there's not much to the game. So, yeah. you know, overall, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd give it a D. <clears throat> to be honest yeah. with you, it's at the thirty nine ninety nine price range, and the fact that it, it's meant to be, at least in my opinion, launching with the Move controller, more of a precise control mechanism, it's the opposite of that. It's loose, it's imprecise, it's frustrating. You know, at, at a $10 price point, you know, I'd probably rate this game a lot higher or I'd give it a C. But at, at the <laughs> $40 entry point, you know, there's not much to write home about this game. You'll get through it in a couple hours and there's nothing more to it, frankly. So Yeah, I it's mean, a, it's a rental it was at be a best. PSN title and, and for them to bring it out on Blu-ray is just the I mean, the game's not that good to begin with and, you know, they want to charge 40 bucks for it instead of like 5 or 10 on PSN. It's Really bad move, in my opinion. I'd say rent it if you want to give it a shot. Yeah. You yeah. Know, don't if you like it. it, then buy it. But there are leaderboards, so I guess there's some replayability there. But uh, that's about it. There's no online multiplayer or nothing like that. There is local multiplayer, but it's, it's handled sort of similar to Super Mario Galaxy, where the second player just kind of handles a, a precursory role and doesn't really get to, to control the character like the regular first player does. Right. Yeah. So and then the the course the, they'll rate you at the end of each course. You can get an S or you can get an A or a B, all the way down to an E. And I'm tempted to rate this game an E, but I'll give it a I'll give it a D. <laughs> you were storing that up all week, weren't you? No, but your your double grading had it had me going on something. Oh, so. see, you're so clever, Joel. It's a D. I, you know, the little bit I played of it, I completely agree. I I was really hoping for something better and. I kept hearing people saying, "Oh, you just have to learn how to how to control it." And I'm like, "I do know how to control it. It just it's not good. It's a shame." No. You know, there's a few moments where I had a big smile on my face and I was having a lot of fun, but seriously, after a couple hours of playing it, there's not much to go back to. Yeah. So, and that's that differs from a lot of games out there today that put so much into the game that, you know, you could buy it and play it for hours and hours on end, and this is not one of those games. Agreed. Agreed. All there right. you have it, short and sweet, shit sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Smell the glove. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, three emails this week, huh? All right. So I didn't want to get crazy. Uh, that's good. We, we figured it was going to be long with the interview this week anyway, so this works out perfectly. Uh, I guess I'm taking the first one because it's talking about the sickness. All right. Uh, this is from the Swed... Or is it supposed to be the Swede? Uh, Joseph Fernando. And he, the uh, Swede. Says, the Swede? All right. It's spelled wrong. Uh, two topics, so brace yourselves. One, you guys have been ranting for weeks, no months, about wanting us, your loyal listeners, to play with you during Extra Life. So if one were interested in joining a game or two during your Gaming for Sick Kid marathon, 
How does one know what you're playing and when? And even then, how does one take contact with you uh, and join into the game? Okay, well, a couple different things. We will have the Ustream up on our website, and I'll be tweeting all day. So check out the at PS3Nation Twitter account, and I'll be tweeting stuff all day probably. But uh, Follow all three of us. I think all three of us will do the same. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, probably. Uh, at PJF Josh and at 5 Spot Joel as well. Uh, <clears throat> but we're going to have the chat there, and you're going to be able to chat with us, uh, just type stuff away. Now, we might not see it right away, but somebody should see it. Uh, and, and you'll know what we're playing because you'll see it on the stream. At least you'll know what I'm playing or whoever. Uh, and we can always tell you what, what anybody else is playing as well. So there will be some communication there. That's pretty much the best way to do it. You can message one of us on PSN uh, if I don't forget to turn my notifications back on. And uh, <laughs> I usually am turned <laughs> off on this PS3. But yeah, definitely just go to psnation.org, hit the Extra Life button on the right side, the, the big banner there, and you'll see the Ustream right there. You'll see the chat. You can also go to our Ustream page, which is ustream.tv slash channel slash ps dash nation dash podcast. And uh, that that's the direct... If we're doing Ustream, I, I'm having some problems with it, so we'll, i got to make a decision probably Monday. So, But it'll it'll definitely be embedded up on our page, and it'll probably be over VGEvo as well. So... Plenty of ways you can do that. Check out VGVO on the forums, but the, the best place is the stream, definitely. Yeah, and we'll definitely be tweeting each game. I know I will, just to yeah. kind of alert people to what's coming up. And what I'm going to do, uh, I don't know if you guys are going to do something similar, but I'm going to knock off a couple friends off my friends list, say like five slots or so, people that I'm not really playing with now and that aren't on often enough. And I'm going to reserve those five slots for Extra Life. So every time I open up a new game or want to play something, I'll just kick the five off start fresh and just keep spots open so that there's still ways to well i communicate, think what you should do is you should sell stuff. those spots joel oh wow. hell yeah i think it's it's like uh like 20 bucks or 24 bucks for a slot for a game for at least like an hour or something maybe we'll have to do something like that shit i should pay these people to play with me well but this is all for good cause. what <laughs> charity <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah that's like so, that's a good idea yeah Everybody's going to kick your ass anyway, so what does it matter? <laughs> you got to play more team games where you have a team along with you. That depends so, what we're playing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, hopefully we'll uh, get some good Medal of Honor going. All right, uh, number two. But yeah, just check out our site. Just psnation.org. Check all that out on the Extra Life page. And we're updating everything there. And also check Twitter. I, I think Twitter is a great way to kind of keep up with all three of us, definitely. Uh, all right, number two, The Sickness has been brought up a couple of times uh, in the last episodes, which, by the way, is a term I absolutely love. I don't know where I ever came up with that. Uh, Anyhow, do you think that Sony has this in mind when marketing PlayStation Plus? I mean, as a method of spreading the sickness and planting it into the minds of people that normally just buy one game at a time and now get assimilated into becoming gamers that rush to the next game before finishing up because of title abundance. Uh, Love the show. Keep it up, y'all. That's what she said. (laughs) <laughs> nice. Uh, it kind of plays to the sickness, but more, eh, not, not as much. Because really, I think a big draw for someone like me that has a lot of the games already is the fact that you get into uh, like betas and demos early, stuff like that. I don't know. It, it's funny. I mean, I, I talked about that getting plus last week so much, and I keep looking around, and I'm not getting anything out of it <laughs> except for the Dead Space beta. <laughs> 
And even the nice. Dead Space beta, I, I applied for it on their website. I didn't even get it through Plus. So I, yeah, thanks for the heads up on that, by the way. Appreciate that. I, yeah, well done, Dick. Uh, I tweeted it, dipshits. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right. I should watch Twitter all day. Never mind. Not my fucking fault. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess I follow you then. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hope not. I'll have to block you. Uh, so it's, it's you know, uh, kind of, yeah. But actually, I think it helps some of the people with the sickness because they're getting free games out of it and discounts, yeah. things like that. Yeah. I think it's mainly aimed at, you know, the new PlayStation owner. You know, get them involved, get them hands-on with a lot of games that they never would have even considered, that they didn't even know probably released, you know, so I think that's more where it's aimed. It can help with the sickness, (laughs) or hurt, depending on how you want to look at it. (laughs) I don't know, it's... it's that's an interesting... I, I never really saw it from that, that point of view. Hmm. I don't know. All right. On to the next one. Who's reading the next All one right. from Scott the I'll Painter? I'll take it. Oh, Scott. the shorter Scott one. The I was going to take this one. Ah! ah. That's what All right, saying. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Huh? All right. It's on me. All right. I was thinking about pre-ordering the collector's edition of GT5 for the extra goods i.e. five DLC cars, the book, the die-cast car, keychain, and two GameStop DLC cars. Is it worth it to spend 100 bucks on it, or do you think I will be able to get all the DLC cars after the game comes out through the PlayStation Store? Thanks again. Keep up the good work, Scott the Painter. Uh, if history is any indication... Uh, the DLC cars will probably be up on the store within two weeks. <laughs> well, also, but, how many cars do you really need? I mean, it comes with how many yeah. in your stable. Plus, if you have the PSP version, you can transfer all those cars to your stable or to your livery. Which is what I've been working on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I mean, if you're a completionist, I do want that collector's edition, though. Damn it. Come on, it comes with the diecast car. Eh, and I got my Hot Wheels upstairs. I don't need that. <laughs> but it's Gran Turismo Five. Yeah. These, only come out like, these only come out like the same year that Haley's Comet goes by. Uh, that's true. Just saying. No, I think you're right. I think I think it'll come out as DLC eventually. I don't know if it'll be two weeks, but I think it will. The stuff will become available eventually. eventually. Probably, yeah. For eighty dollars a piece. That seems to be the. The way all this DLC, this exclusive DLC goes, it usually shows up several weeks or months later. Or in the uh, Game of the Year edition, <laughs> somewhere down the line, all of it pops <laughs> up. You know? That never happens. No, not at all. Have, I, I never open up all the stuff that's in the initial game. I mean, there's so much content in these games, I get as far as yeah. I can. I, I don't think yeah. I've ever opened up every car in a Gran Turismo game. I haven't. And I've played the oh, shit. Oh, I know I haven't. Yeah. I, I think the best I've done is maybe 10, 20 cars. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've done more than that. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, well, it hasn't been great, but, you know, it's there's no way I'm getting anywhere near the full list of cars that are available. That's actually why I'm, I was excited about the PSP version. I was like, wow, I could actually open up a bunch of cars. This is probably the most cars I'll ever open up <laughs> in a Gran Turismo game. <laughs> I've got, I've got my modified Dodge Viper. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> God. All right, Joel. All right, last email. Taking it home. How goes it, Glenn, Josh, 
Joel, and I'm putting things out of order. Panther here with yet another question, this time about Capcom. With Dead Rising 2 on the way, I was wondering if you three brains can settle something for me. Did, did brains. Show up? brains. Yeah, I was just reminded of like uh, that Tim Burton alien movie where they have the brains kind of in the last <laughs> shell. Oh, Mars, Mars attacks. attacks. I love that movie. Mars <laughs> <laughs> you know what's great on the DVD? The alternate audio is in Martian. Yeah. So the entire yeah. the entire movie is played with. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> All right, to the meat of his email. Is it me or is it Capcom really non-existent in PlayStation love anymore? There was a time when they gave the PS audience some attention in the exclusive department. Am I wrong, but wasn't Devil May Cry created as an apology for Nintendo swiping time exclusivity of the Resident Evil brand? Yep. And even then, the PS2 version of Resident Evil 4 was the better version with exclusive content and such. Now in this generation, with Lost Planet 2 being shortened because the 360 couldn't hold all thus punishing the PlayStation or the PS players as well as the $5 case zero on the 360 that recently came out. And now onto my uh, PS3 question. Wait a minute. And it, excuse me, case zero is not on the PS3. So am I overreacting or is Capcom flipping the PS platform, the big old bird? And if so, why all the success they had with the PlayStation platforms in the past? Thanks for the extraordinary podcast. I wonder how it would be if you were all dry. <laughs> <laughs> nope, we're all lubed up here. We're ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> Astroglide for the win. So, uh, what do you think? Is uh, Capcom falling out of love with the PlayStation? Are they not giving it all the money. attention and, and satisfaction they were in the yeah, past? Yeah, Microsoft pays them. I mean it's it's, it's not a it's not a, a a secret. Microsoft pays them. Uh, there's also more. There's more parity this gen too. In well, other words, I mean, all th- all three consoles are are the PlayStation Two was so much more hands above everything yeah. else that it made sense for them to to kind of push things that way because that's where everybody was. Look at uh, well, I mean, it's funny because you know the 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 uh, Monster Hunter games though on the PSP are just so outstanding that uh, that it makes a lot of money for Capcom. Obviously, it makes a lot of money for Capcom. But uh, look at Dead Rising 2. It's obviously inferior on the PS3 compared to the 360 version by a long shot. Uh, the K-Zero stuff, which for 5 bucks, it's, it's a great deal. You get five hours of content for 5 bucks. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, I, you know, Street Fighter 4 and Super Street Fighter 4 are pretty similar on both. Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is gonna, probably going to be very similar on both. With some of the games, I'm sorry, but... Uh, what was uh, Lost Planet Two? Didn't do that well, no matter what system it was on, and it didn't really impress a lot of people, including myself. Uh, I was kind of looking forward to that one, and and it was kind of a stinker. I mean, it, even Resident Evil Five. I mean, they gave it move support. It's not perfect, but it, they gave it move support, and they made it very similar to like Resident Evil Four on the Wii, which was the best version of Resident Evil Four, uh, simply because of the control scheme. So. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, it seemed like Capcom was going to be really in love with the PS3, and then they kind of fell off, and now you see EA just picking up the slack, and, and big time. I mean, Medal of Honor coming with Frontline, and, and uh, Dead Space coming with, uh, what was it, Dead Space Extraction or something like that, the the the, sh- the shooting yeah. game. I'm sure and, the Wii version. Yeah, and, uh, you know, just all the stuff that EA is doing with exclusivity on PS3, et cetera, et cetera. But... 
again, I mean, you see deals like this. It's not always EA or Capcom or whoever else doing it. It's it's Sony and Microsoft and and Nintendo. You know, making deals with these guys, marketing deals, basically. You know, Microsoft or, or Sony or whoever will kind of co-market or co-fund the marketing of a certain game, and that's usually when you see the you know the PlayStation logo at the end of Madden Eleven commercials, or you know now Microsoft has exclusivity on all Call of Duty downloadable content for you know timed exclusivity. It's that kind of stuff. It's it's money being thrown around and it's it's marketing being thrown around, and that's really what it's all about. Capcom, they're such a weird company right now. Because, like, the Street Fighters and Marvel vs. Capcoms are doing great, but there's some other games that they brought up that just suck. Dark Void, anyone? Yeah, it's not what it used to be. <laughs> the luster is worn off for Capcom, at least yeah. temporarily. Hopefully it returns, but... I mean, there was even a time where they throwing the uh, the GameCube some love, too, for a while. They had some exclusive titles over there. Sure. You know, they I don't think they turned out all that well, but... You know, they um... kind of spread it around. So the GameCube was always a good system. It just never got any love. Uh, the controller. No, the, the yeah, and the titles they brought over there was that that uh, PN. Oh, PN three. Uh, yeah, PN three. Just, I think it was right. yeah, it was the game, not the system. But it was yeah. exclusive to the Cube. I never, I don't recall it coming out elsewhere. No, it didn't. No. Yeah, it, it's it's weird. I I don't understand. I I, th- I think Capcom is probably one of the true. Companies that uh, I can't remember who was talking about in a or somebody a couple weeks ago at, at TGS was talking about how Japanese companies have gotten really stale and and seem to not want to uh, innovate at all and, and I think Capcom is is a very good example of that. Uh, they were a much beloved company back in the 16-bit days and the 8-bit days and and uh, lately it just seems like they are so spotty. You know they bring out these huge titles. I mean Super Street Fighter 4 is doing incredibly well. It, it's really brought back Evo and, and a lot of these events that were kind of dying off. Uh, MVC2 and High Def is doing really well. I think 3 is going to do outstanding. And there were always lines for that at PAX. Non, and even at E3. I mean, we couldn't get near that game. So I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, Capcom, and to your credit and to your point, has, has single-handedly brought the fighting genre crashing back. I mean, there was all these games coming out for, the, for a while, and then, like the Mortal Kombat versus DC. And all these titles and the Soul Calibers, and it, it yeah. didn't really re- reignite the, the genre. And all of a sudden, Super Street Fighter 4 came out, or Street Fighter 4, I should say. And, I mean, it, it reignited that entire genre. So and Capcom is doing some things. It's just a little bit different than what we're, what we're used to. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're run, like, if they have separate divisions or something, and they did, they're just run really spread out or what. But uh, I don't know. It, it, it's really odd. It, there's there's some titles they bring out that get no fanfare whatsoever. Like uh, what is it, TT Superbike or whatever, or no, whatever the hell it was. Uh, they just brought out that that motorcycle racing game, and it it got no press at all. They never sent review copies to a lot of people. All kinds of stuff. It, but then they, you know they got the fighting game genre like locked up right now. Even doing the crossover with Tekken, which personally I'm excited about because I love Tekken. But yeah, I don't know. Josh, any thoughts? <laughs> no, I'm I'm in the same place. I think it's a lot of it is money. It's really just marketing departments throwing money around and yeah, you'll see that, you know, and that's that's really what it is. I mean, Capcom is not saying, "Oh, screw the PlayStation." They're saying, "Woo, somebody's giving us money, so let's give them love." I yeah. mean, that's really <laughs> what a lot of it is. 
you know, I think they're they're happy to put their games out on any system. Obviously, you know they've they've got plenty of games on the Wii. They've got plenty of games on the PS3 and 360. Yeah. And you know, Lost Planet two, uh, Microsoft put a lot of money behind that, and uh, they but put it, a lot it wasn't of money. Even good on the 360, though. Yeah, but but the point of the point I was trying to make is that you know. The original Lost Planet was a 360 exclusive originally and made its way to the PS3. The second Lost Planet was really developed with the 360 in mind, but it didn't fit on one disc. And they didn't want to go two discs, probably because of money. Because when you go to two discs, the costs rise because you have to pay all these fees and everything on top of, you know, manufacturing and packaging, and, you have to use different packaging that's and not packaging, standard. you know, so they cut all that. Whereas if that had been probably a PS3 platform based game at first, all that content may have made it onto the disc yeah. and then it may have just gotten cut or it may have just gotten dropped entirely from the 360, you know, so it's, it's not that they're anti PS3. It's that you know they're going with wherever the marketing dollars take them at this point. You know they're not looking to shut one out over the other on purpose. They're just they're following the money at this point. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's pretty obvious that Microsoft's throwing a lot of money around in Japan. We saw it at TGS where they went after you know five or six different really high profile Japanese developers for Connect titles, which. Yeah, still just floors me. But then, you know, them grabbing the exclusivity on Radiant Silver Gun, and, and it's an HD remake, and you know they're they're still trying to get their feet in the door in Japan. Which I'll say, you know, they're they're very <laughs> they don't give up. I'll, I'll they're say they're persistent. That yeah, yeah, but you know, it, it's it's weird because I think it was Shane Bettenhausen had a really good point about that. Where you know, back on the Xbox day, Xbox days. They did the same thing, the original Xbox. They went out and threw all this money at developers saying, we want Japanese-centric games on the Xbox and want them exclusive like Panzer Dragoon Orta. And yeah, Panzer Dragoon Orta was awesome, but it didn't do well at all because Japanese people didn't want an Xbox. And it it kind of backfired on them. And, And I still think seeing sales figures over in Japan with the 360... I still think it's backfiring. I, I don't think they've really found that way. Well, like to- I told you, we heard at, at that party at PAX, that marketing guy going uh, that Connectimals is going to be their foot in the door in Japan. <laughs> in, the, in the Japanese households, I swear to God. Uh, Most intelligent comment from the entire conference. That, that was a Microsoft marketing guy, and, and Chris overheard him say it, and actually Eric overheard him say it too. and That just floored me. So, you know... I don't know what to say, but yeah, it's 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 money being thrown around. I mean, Microsoft does it, Nintendo does it, Sony does it, everybody does it. All right, are we done? We want yes. All right, sweet. So don't forget, extra life, extra life, extra life. PSNation.org, get out there, donate, bitches. It's next weekend, October sixteenth, eight a.m. till October seventeenth, eight a.m. Uh, get out there, help us out, help out these kids. Children's Miracle Network. It's an awesome cause. And you're doing a lot of good, but the nice thing is you're doing a lot of good and you're getting raffle tickets to maybe get something really cool out of the deal as well. So, uh, And also, quite frankly, we have to beat those IGM bastards. Yes, I said it. I have to say it every week. We have to beat those IGM bastards. 
So that's right. <laughs> check out our episode three in PlayStation Home if you're in North America. If not, wait for two weeks. I'll put it up on the website. Uh, we had a lot of fun this 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 time around. We talked about nothing but PSN titles, including three new ones that are coming out uh, well soon. Uh, Tales from Space about a blob. We talked about uh, Kung Fu Live, which is the game that uh, puts you in the game. It basically uses the PSI, and uh, you are the controller. It's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, your little cheap PSI works. And uh, a game that I really loved, and it's so hard to describe, and even in video it's so hard to describe, but Slam Bolt Scrappers, uh, coming from Firehose Games later on, uh, is an absolute blast. And, of course, our feature, Joe Danger. Uh, And you can also see how old-school, quote-unquote, Jim Sterling is. So... (laughs) And we had a little cameo from someone else that you'll see in the middle of that, too. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, uh, check it out. Go over to psnation.org. We have we are getting a lot of posts over there now, like multiple posts daily. And uh, our thanks to our writers for, for stepping it up. It is awesome. So, uh, you guys are doing a great job. And, again, Extra Life, October 16th, psnation.org. Hit the Extra Life button. Hit donate. Do some good. We're out of here, right? Are we out of here? Yes, we're out of here. We are. Peace out. Later. All right. We're out. Get out there and play some games. But I'm getting obsessed with the idea of aging and and death, so I'm trying to be a better person the last year or so. I'm trying to do more sort of moral things, but I I don't really belong to any real religion. A friend of mine's Christian, and he said, you know what you got to do? Anytime you're faced with a moral dilemma, you just ask yourself, what would Jesus do in that situation? You know, what would Jesus do? Which sounds simple. But the only problem is, you know, I'm seven years older than Jesus was when he died. So shit, I don't know what Jesus would do, you know? I'm sure if Jesus' balls had dipped in the toilet water, he might have a whole different outlook on life, you know? So I, I can't really say what Jesus would do. I'm always like, well, I don't know if Jesus had just turned 40 and he felt fat and old and, and he was on the road and he was lonely and miserable and his wife was being a total bitch at home and... You know, and he, and he felt old and unattractive because his balls had started dipping in the water, you know? Would he make out with that stripper in Vegas just to make himself feel better? I don't know. I don't know what Jesus would have done. And, you know, I was raised Catholic. I was raised Catholic, and I, I just, I had to, I, I don't, I'm not into it anymore, and I, and I just, I can't forgive the church for how they handled all the pedophilia stuff. I mean, you know, that was just out of control, man. They actually held conferences in Rome to discuss how they'd handle the pedophilia scandals, and they were week-long conferences. What, what are they talking about? You know, how, what's there to talk about? Hey, let's stop fucking kids, fellas. What do you say? All right, pretty much all set then, huh? See you again next year, just to remind ourselves. No more kid fucking, right? Good. Somebody actually proposed a one-strike-and-you're-out policy, and it was voted down. I mean, all right, I'm not the one making this shit up. Somebody actually basically came out and said, look, we can't kick a guy out for fucking just one kid. Come on, that's just not, uh, that's just not cool. Everybody fucks a kid every once in a while. You can't. I mean, it's going to happen. You know, Maybe we'll move him to a parish where there aren't as many hot kids. It's just not fair to kick the guy out. And the Pope, you know, the last Pope, everybody loved the last Pope, you know. Yeah, now the new Pope, nobody gives a shit. Pope, what's his face? Nobody really cares about the, the Nazi Pope, the new Nazi Pope. Nobody's interested in him. The last Pope, everybody said, was a, uh, was, was, was a, a saint now. They want to make him a saint. They want to make him a saint. They say they have mirac- evidence that he performed miracles. Miracles. Now, you know what? I don't mean to sound sacrilegious, but miracles? You think the Pope performed miracles? He died of a urinary tract infection. <laughs> 
He had less magic powers than cranberry juice. <laughs> Somehow I'm supposed to believe he's got quite a bag of tricks up his sleeve. I don't... The Christians are insane people. I mean, you know, there's... Obviously, there's degrees, but they're always protesting. This ridiculous shit. They wanted to boycott Walmart stores because Walmart was asking their employees to say Happy Holidays instead of Merry Christmas. Is that so crazy to say Happy Holidays instead of Merry Christmas? It's not just Christmas. There are other holidays. There are other people celebrating holidays, like the Jews, for example. You know, they, they have some kind of little horseshit holiday, and it would be... It would be wrong to make them feel like second-class citizens because, let's face it, you know, if you're a Jew and you're shopping at Walmart... You know, uh, chances are your life ain't going according to plan. You know what I mean? So, uh, it just seems wrong, you know? It's like, all right, I get it. I didn't go to business school or medical school. You know, I'm just, just trying to buy some cheap socks. I don't need some old fucking a blue vest reminding me about Christmas when I got nothing to do with it. Hey, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Jew boy, beat it. That's really what they're saying. Christians, they want you to go see uh, movies like March of the Penguins. Go see March of the Penguins. Get March of the Penguins on DVD. It's a great movie. It's inspiring. It shows you the, the awesomeness of God's power. Only God would create such a majestic creature as a giant, stupid, flightless bird <laughs> that has to waddle 70 miles across the ice just to eat one fish and then waddle its stupid ass all the way back. Only a loving God would create such a fucking ridiculous caricature of a living creature. And God said, you know, they, they said, well, uh, uh, the penguins are monogamous. So that, that shows you that God wants us to be monogamous. That movie promotes traditional family values like monogamy. Well, first of all, penguins are monogamous for one year, one mating season. Anybody could fuck the same person for one year. You know? Especially if every person looked exactly like every other person. Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Mountain they didn't want you to see, of course. Don't see Brokeback Mountain. I actually asked, I actually asked somebody if he, had, if he had seen Brokeback Mountain. I swear to God, the guy goes, I haven't even heard of it. You know, how fucking homophobic do you have to be? Like, I haven't even heard of it. I don't even know. I don't look. Brokeback Mountain is one of those movies that really tests you know, your, the, your limits of tolerance. Because I used to think, I, I'm, I don't care if someone's gay or not. I'm convinced people are born. People are born the way they are. Who gives a shit, you know? And yet, when you make a gay cowboy movie and you call it Brokeback Mountain, you're, really, you're testing my ability not to, not to giggle all the way through the trailers. And I go, like, is that for real? This is a real movie? Brokeback Mountain? Could that sound any gayer? Holy shit. Didn't those guys think about that when they were putting the movie out? Nobody said, you really think we want to call it Brokeback? Back Mountain? Could it be any? How about Nutsack Ridge? That might be a... That might be another way we can go with it, you know? Veiny Shaft Hollow. That's got a nice ring to it. How about Mangoo Gulch? I, too much, too on the nose? You know, a lot of people, conservative people, say that uh, gay people getting married, that would violate the sanctity of marriage. The sanctity of marriage. Is anybody here married? Yeah. 
Does it, does it feel like a gift from God to you? Sanctity? The sanctity of marriage. First of all, what would Jesus do? Not get married, all right? That's the first thing. That's lesson number one. Because Jesus could have never accomplished the things he had to accomplish if he had been married. Let's face it. How long are you going to be up there? You know what I mean? Not only do I think gay people should be allowed to get married, I think they should have to get married because I'm a little tired of their happy-go-lucky lifestyles. They should have to suffer just like everybody else. I'm tired of walking by these sidewalk cafes. You see these dudes sitting there all tan and fit, you know. Some of these guys are 60 years old. They still look great because they don't have someone at home sucking the will to live right out of them. And look, if you had to be married, being married to a guy would be great. Could you imagine saying something and having the words you said interpreted exactly the way that you intended your words to be interpreted? Wouldn't that be a nice change of pace? Remember what you said 10 years ago when we were driving in the car on the way to my mother's house? No. Oh, me neither. I'm a dude. Shit, never mind. I was about to make up some horseshit story, but then I realized we're both dudes, so why torture each other with bullshit? We could just drive along in peace and have a good day, you know? Being married to a guy would be great, other than the taking in the ass part, which that would suck. That would suck. But it's a trade-off I might be willing to make, seriously. Seriously, I can't tell you how many times I've thought to myself, I would take a giant cock in the ass if you would just shut the fuck up for one second. Just one, one second. I would take a giant veiny cock for you to just shut your fucking trap just long enough for me to fucking feel like I don't want to kill myself. I would, I would take a hot load right in the eye if you would just stop ruining my fucking life. Now, you know, I think maybe it's because I'm a romantic. You know what I mean? And I don't think you should tell people who they should find attractive. You look at soulmates, right? Soulmates. I didn't used to believe in soulmates at all until I saw Siegfried and Roy, all right? You have a gay lion tamer who hooked up with another gay lion tamer. What are the odds of that happening? Talk about holding out for Mr. Right. That seems like a pretty beautiful story. People say they can't find someone who shares their interests. Siegfried found another gay lion tamer. Hang in there. 